I apparently am an idiot, and I didn't know that you held the controller from the bottom of your hand so you lose the uh, the analog stick as like a thumb stick. I held that stick with two fingers, what? and I held my what? Right, and, and I had what? my pinky on the outside of the controller. What the fuck? So like the, I would have more control. So I used the analog stick as I was pinching. That was your instinct. That was what you did. That hold one. On, hold I, on. The first time <laughs> I defend men here, you cannot look at an N64 controller and have any idea how you're supposed to. Well, no, exactly. I mean, and and I rented that motherfucker. <laughs> I rented it from Blockbuster. We had to give him a three hundred dollars check. The analog stick. So I held with my pinky was the left side of the N64 <laughs> controller, and I would have my two fingers that did like whatever. They did nothing. But then my pointer finger and my thumb would hold the analog stick while my right hand held the rest of the controller. <laughs> and like, I had so much control. <laughs> Galaxy of Zeros, where four unqualified nobodies talk about starting a new Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes account. We only care about two things, helping new players wade through the sea of bad advice and mocking the ever-growing backpack Yoda culture. Welcome to another episode of Galaxy of Zeros, the best. Probably. Probably. That was it? That was bringing it? I what do you it. mean? <laughs> when did Mickey Mouse show up? <laughs> oh, got, hey, guys. It got brought by him. <laughs> that would actually be funny. <laughs> oh, it's probably mine. <laughs> Podcast for people who don't have CenturyLink internet. Oh, shit, man. It's not for you, then. Sorry. Get out. Oh, wait. Uh, do you have CenturyLink or EarthLink? Either way, you've failed. If it ends with the link, you're going to have a bad time. Yeah, that means you probably won't have a link most of the time. There is no link. <laughs> yeah, we're getting started just a little bit late tonight. Um, technical difficulties, my goodness. So we've got a hype show coming up. We've got Ahsoka, episodes three and four. Spoiler alert, by the way. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about things, and if you haven't seen it, you're not going to want to listen. <laughs> We also have Fierce's Easter egg. Did did we settle on like a time frame? It's, it's Fierce's Easter egg. Insert time slot here. It's That's a how you Fierce's Easter egg corner, and then then yeah. I'm not on any time sort of time zone or time yeah. state frame or anything. I can just what? it lasts as long as it lasts. You know, that's what you get. Yeah, that's, that's what, what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you tell her? It lasts as long as it lasts, and that's what you get. <laughs> <laughs> How about Fierce's uh, Easter egg basket? I, I think sure he likes not. corner. He wants you in the corner. Hey, pick an egg basket? Hey, boo boo. Hey, boo boo. Pick an egg basket? basket? We also have boo-boo. listener questions. That's what we have. Listener questions is almost not plural this week. We did not get many of them. What? Mm. We got plenty of questions. Are you looking at both of the question channels? I, I don't am, think he yes. liked them. Well, if you wouldn't have started a political argument in one of them. <laughs> I didn't start a political argument. It Here was we fucking go. GOZ goes political. So first of all. <laughs> I, I told someone that I don't oh, want no. other people's beliefs to tell me what to do with my life. And that somehow started an argument. So my bad. Scurvy. 
What's going on in your corner of the galaxy? What's up? Uh, yeah, I'm Scurvy, GL of Illum, uh, and I am just super excited for Ahsoka. I I know everyone's probably going to say that because it's been phenomenal, um, but Ahsoka has been, so far, has lived up greatly to my expectations. Uh, and then also, Illum is killing it on Reva Shards right now. I mean, killing it won't matter it. when this podcast comes out, the road will be over, but right now we are... Um, we haven't dropped one yet out of 22 attempts, so that's pretty freaking awesome, considering I think last time we dropped the f- three out of the first eight. <laughs> yeah. And you got so. two of them. So. Hey, oh, I got two. That's right. Oh, yeah. And my small account is officially mm. of so. is not backpacking. He's telling you nope. all to get fucking going. It took, that's he right. already is getting two, and what, some of y'all are getting zero. <laughs> What's what y'all happening? Doing? What y'all doing? Y'all now have, he can rewrite four. history and be like, that didn't happen. Exactly. We also have four or five new people attempting this week too, and I think they went four out of four so far. Yeah. How many do we have GI ready at this point, Fierce? Forty-three. Forty. Yeah. Forty-three. Forty-three. We were. We told everybody be ready by December. It's September, and we've got forty-three. We we have a couple people. I know. I know one for sure. Well, I don't know. There's there's three I think that are on the list that are like still don't even have a single relic yet, but we'll see mm-hmm. how it goes. Some of these one people get, one are just real pass. lucky. Let's just put it that way. But yeah, we're killing it. Um, we're kicking but, ass. But speaking of that, actually, Scurvy, the one we're giving a pass to, who's our million account, that's uh, kind of hanging out at the bottom. He's gonna be like a 1.2 million account that has a fucking full Reva Inquisitor. Yeah, yeah. Imagine meeting up against Ooh, him and GAC. <laughs> Uh, it's almost, like, oh, cool, it's a 1.2 mil. Oh, my God, he has fucking Reva. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> you know oh, he's my. going to a Star Wars dad stream and dropping 10 bucks for a roster review. <laughs> I would in like, a heartbeat. What? What in the <laughs> Excuse me? You have seven relics. Yeah, can you imagine that on an episode of Bottom of the Backpack? So this guy has seven relics, and one of them is Reva. Okay. <laughs> it's our fucking guy. Yeah, we're, the, we're the, the haters of the backpackers, but look at us. We just wanted to see it in in full, beautiful light. Seven relics, one of them Reva. Come on. I was looking at getting him transferred over to one of our smaller guilds so he could get watch shards, but like now I don't want to deprive him of getting Reva at like 1.2 million. Does right. he even amazing. have the other Inquisitors? No. no, not yet. But they're next <laughs> on his list, so he'll be getting them. Okay, it's gonna say he's gonna have Reva and no team to put it on. It's just he Reva. is Geo ready, which makes no sense in Ilum, but I did tell him to get Reva, or, uh, to get Geo ready so that when we do eventually like you know send him over to a smaller guild that he's not going to be a backpack so and I mean you know what think about this though even Nar might even consider it now when I say hey do you want somebody who's Watt ready and has Reva that you oh, can throw in your front line of TW <laughs> of course they're yeah, going to fucking take sure. him out but I mean we've only got about four more months of DSGO and then we're yeah. done so. That's around the time that he'll be probably looking for a guild. Right, so. unless he wanted to get some early on, and right now... Maybe Core we... will take them and guarantee that they never lose a team. That's Curl! Again. Curl! That's what's wild. Core. Is we'll, We're Curl? what, 325 mil? We just checked over 325 mil. And uh, we'll be probably, what, 340 mil? And we'll have Reva? We will be... Yeah, a little, maybe a little bit more. I think we'll, uh, I think we'll be, be more than that. Probably be right around 350. It'll be around Christmas, but we grow too fast for that. Yeah, we're, like we, get about six, we get about 6 million a month, so that's four months out. That's 24 million. But we'll, still, we'll to think of right a, a guild, 350. 350 million with 
a full like let's say 40 Riva teams for TW for a TW. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I'm just splitting half of them on the front walls yeah. and I'm taking a fucking nap, bro. Like I'm done with the TW. It's gonna be devastating for our that's opponents gonna, to that's load that gonna up. be like I'm just y'all have fun. I'm gonna sleep. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be uh it's gonna be twenty Rivas and five Jabas and five Leas on yep. both front walls. <laughs> <laughs> and then the you other know, team's gonna show up and they're gonna go we're not playing this one yep not gonna happen you just just fuck this fuck you fuck everything i hate games. i know we're i know we're getting super sidetracked but before i forget i just have to say how funny it is when we are like the um the mercy matchup for t for guilds that have dropped to tw <laughs> yeah. losses i laugh every single time because you look at the matchup yep. and it's like oh look we should get crushed and they just get Annihilated. Like, imagine getting Illum as your your pity matchup. Oh, what a! We I mean... had a match like two or three matches ago where they had seventy more GLs than us, and we beat them by ten thousand. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it wasn't even close. I, it, it's funny because that happens in Illum, but it happens in Nar too, where we're like, oh, well, they have triple the GLs, and like people are like, oh, I'm kinda, I don't know if we're gonna win this, and I was like, nah, we're gonna win every fucking fight. That's all we do is win. Just you, you just gotta start by thinking you're gonna win, and you win because no people what. are terrible. I There's love how no now strategy. we look and we're like, oh, they only have 30 more GLs than us. This is going to be a cakewalk. Yeah, I'm <laughs> like, all right, I'm taking a nap. Y'all can run this shit. What do you want to do? Play this. Same thing as last time? Yeah, I'm, I'm, bye. I'm going back to do the other if one. If they don't have an 8-0 record, I'm not afraid. Not even yeah. close. Oh, you've, you ha- you've lost in the past few months? <laughs> You're going to lose again. That was a big All right, track. so Scurvy, what else are you uh, excited about? Anything? Uh, that's it. That's it. I mean, I'm just, we're, Ilum's killing it. The Sucker Show's good. I'm pretty happy. Scurvy, you really All can't right. take that long for what you're excited about. you got to wrap it up a little quicker. I right. know. I mean, up. I really was just chatting it up there. Just wrap it up. You know, that's what they, <laughs> tell, the, that's what they tell the junior high kids. All right, well, man, what are you excited about then? <sighs> Oh, man. What am I excited about? I'm Manalius, GL of Narshada, and I'm excited because Narshada just had its birthday. Oh, what a birthday. What a birthday. And it was a super cool birthday because of a lot of reasons. Um, We were at like 199 million the day before our birthday. And everyone was like, man, let's let's get 200 million on the day. And, like, everybody kind of bloated a little bit, and we hit 200 million. So 200 million GP in a year for Narshada. And then, you know, we've just made a lot of good progress. We're getting, we're getting 44 watt shards in a single DSGO, which more than Ilum ever got, by the way. Didn't, uh, uh, didn't Sam Whitwer give you guys a phone call and say, and hey, what's then, up? Happy birthday. And then Sam Whitwer sent us a message, which, which if you don't know who Sam Whitwer hype. is, he is the voice of Darth Maul and Starkiller and Merrick in this um, Ahsoka show. Um, and a lot of other, you know, just a lot of characters. He's an awesome, awesome voice actor. And he sent Narshada a happy birthday message from uh, Cameo. It was really cool. That was, was super cool. Man, what a what a what a hype moment. Um, and it's just you know I I really love Narshada. It's it's like I I love the people there. We're all growing and and, and I'm seeing like I go see our territory wars and I remember this happened in Ilum. At one point, all of a sudden, there was like relict walls, and I was like, "What the fuck? 
everybody's there's like a shitload of relics just showing up <laughs> wow this whole wall is just full of padme relics don't we're building padme i didn't know that was happening you know like or, or whatever happens you know whatever team just shows up and you're like damn it's it, it you start seeing like everything come together for a lot of people and it's mm -hmm. really awesome and that sam witwer video was so cool because we we got together as officers and i it was han tholo that was like Hey, we can we can do this message thing like it's, it's like from Cameo and he gave us a list of people from Star Wars and you could pick like you know price range was different for everybody but it was it was pretty 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 well priced to get Sam Witwer and we all contributed to it and and uh, yeah thank you Han Tholo for for that idea because it's it was probably one of the coolest fucking things I've seen done and I'm gonna share it with the Senate and I'll share it with like the Galaxy of Zeros but um. Really fucking cool video. Really hype for Nar's birthday. You know, one year, 200 million GP. We're just killing it. Everybody's doing great. I have great officers, great members. It's fun, man. So that's what I'm hype about right now. You know, hype. interestingly enough, um, at Ilum's first year anniversary, we were only like 185. Yeah. You know, and, and part of that is the gear changes, right? Like the gear changes made mm -hmm. it a little faster. Um, but then you know some of the some of the people <laughs> that are burning out or getting tired or like saying like man it's just so much you know they just happen to know this guy that um, has, <laughs> and has this guild that is a lot more chill and like they show up and they're like oh yeah I have GI ready inquisitors and like I can do Reva and, and like oh okay you could just hang out and they're like I don't really want to get tickets oh, it's all right we can miss some tickets and now I have I have you know three Reva Ready Inquisitors and we haven't even done one <laughs> rope. So it's going pretty great. You know what's funny? If that guy drops down to Nar who has the Reva, once you guys start doing the Reva mission, he's gonna have Reva to do the Reva mission. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we were talking about that with Mandalore today and they were saying that there are still people in their guild who like fail the Reva mission with Reva. With Reva, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was hilarious. I mean like, fellas like, they said that they have one guy that they watched stream their Reva mission, and he opened with 8th, uh, 8th's, um, AOE ability. AOE, like I'm assuming right AOE, right? at the right? start of the fucking fight, and you're like, tell me you don't know how to do the Reva mission yeah. with one click of a button. Jesus yeah. Christ. Like, okay, well, first of all, don't do anything you ever thought you're supposed to do. Okay, yeah. just stop. I, I... One of the, <laughs> I had this Reva mission that I guided um, for DJ Prof, and like, I guess it was DJ Zex, and he came in and his phone was fucked up, and it kept dropping the stream, and like right as he started, I saw the opening, and I was like, okay, no one got stunned, and then it dropped the stream, and I was like, alright, I guess we're just going to do this blind. Do it so by then feel. I, then I guided the rest of the mission, and I was like, okay, so this happened, right? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, so it's this person's turn? He's like, yeah. I'm like, alright, we'll do this. And I guided that mission, and he got his shard, and I was like, I feel like a Jedi right now. You know? That's pretty cool. <laughs> it was pretty. It was pretty cool. I mean, That's the mission's awesome. fairly easy to guide. You know, as long as you pass through the opening and get your river dance off. That's the most important thing. You got. It's get really just dance. a matter of like what sequence of actions gets you to your six stacks, and then the rest is just like yep. cakewalk. Six stacks, and then you river dance, and then the rest you just have a good time. So now, that's what I'm excited about. All that stuff. Min, I did like that you 
you chose to celebrate on the on the actual the real birthday because right. i had been thinking about it earlier in the week and i was like well yeah i need to make sure that on the 7th i post like a happy birthday message right 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 <laughs> but we started a day before we did so you know in any you know senate there's a lot of bureaucracy there's a lot of you know red tape and uh we may have we may have started the guild a little early without official approval. Here, here's my quietly thing. brought in a couple people, and uh, yeah, I think it was cool. You decided to celebrate the official birthday, not the the you know the legislative well, birthday. Well, here's what I say. You know, we started Narshada on the sixth. We joined the Senate on the seventh. Okay, so <laughs> yes, that is true. Birthday, <laughs> Narshada is just part of the Senate. The Senate doesn't own us. You know? this, this is correct. Independent. We just joined. We were allowed to be in the Senate. By then, we had already started our Shadda. You know what I mean? <laughs> that was happening either way. Goddamn. Rest in peace to Drew Monster, by the way, our first recruit who just. Yeah, he disappeared in the middle of something. I don't know. He's he never said a word. He always got his tickets. He always did his things. And he was like, six months later, four months. I don't know when it was. He was like, yeah, you know what? I'm fucking done. <laughs> and he left. He left the server. He, he like made it easy. I like when somebody quits and they like leave. You know, I hate when you like leave and you're like, I'm not even gonna leave the guild. Just, just fucking leave. Like, say at least log in and leave, please. I'm gonna kick you anyway, but it gives me like 15 seconds of extra stuff I gotta do. Just leave. Get out. All right. Well, I am Fieris. And I'm not going to talk about the thing Venom's going to talk about every episode until he doesn't talk about it. Um, I'm actually not this time. Oh, you're not? Well, I'll talk about it then, which is (laughs) um, actually by the time this podcast releases, we might have Leia out because uh, that's 10 days from now. She's supposedly potentially coming out next week. With two of her characters not even farmable. Yeah, so we have a couple people that are... We, Venom and uh, and Lizette in our in our guild are like they've got her five they've got everybody five star plus already they're dropping some some crystals on some terrible crystal packs. You gotta will harder, uh, bro. Well, fail harder, from what I understand. Didn't get hey, do you get drops? Venom, do you get number one in your fleet? Oh no, I in fact I I failed my last uh, battle tonight to get number three, so it's. It's top ten at the least, usually top do you five. Need, do you need me to help you play Profundity? Do you need me to teach <laughs> no, I, I need to get I, seven, no, no, I need to get no, seven no, no. star Profundity for that matchup. No, no, no. No, you don't. I swear. I'll, I'll show you how to play it. No, I know how to play it. Shard. It just like, doesn't mm, work hop. every single time, and mm. it's frustrating. Mm. It works every time for me. Mm. Dude, I went from I mm. went from 15... No, mm. sorry. I went from 12 to 47 last night. I, like, the top... 17 oh people God. in my shard have you, Leviathan. You know what I yeah, got mine's, around to a day top, later? Top 15, I think. You know what I got? Uh, today, both my accounts, I looked, and I said, Hey, Scurvy, one of my main account is at 6. And then, I, and then that was, I hadn't even played yet. I was just at 6. And then my alt account was at, what, like 7? Yeah, I was top 10. I was like, oh, cool. I have top the best 10 last night. in the fucking world. A top 10 last night showed up today, number 47. I was like, this is fucking great. Man. The interesting thing is Venom, despite farming some kind of weird, specifically light side stuff, has gotten very lucky with counters. Like, the fact that when he had JML, everybody else had Slicker, so he had the counter (laughs) there, and now everybody has Leviathan and he has Profundity, which is really the only thing I think at this point that can beat 
Leviathan. Regularly, oh, are you so. are you losing to Leviathans? The the matchup tonight was because without I, oh I, I don't know mean, shit about that. Never mind. I thought you were fighting executors. Never mind. Go fight. Oh, no, it's almost impossible to lose against executor. I don't even. Yeah, care. yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, just, I was like that's what you, you literally but just every once different. in a while. Every once in a while, like your opening salvo doesn't kill XP, and then you're like, uh, fuck. I don't yeah, even. You can I kill go XP and put it on auto, and it will win every time. So that's not an issue. No, the issue is without seven star profundity because mine is six. You don't have the bonus turn on basic, so it introduces a lot more RNG. Where if you're not getting crits, you're like you will lose the race to ult against Leviathan. That so does I happen, think I'm gonna. Yeah. That's yeah, the I think thing. I'm gonna get seven like, star profundity next time it's up. XP not dying doesn't create any problems with them killing you. It creates problems with the race to ult. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I'm also excited Malikos is is coming out soon. Uh yeah. about ten days away from having Malikos and putting that Seer Mal Seer Malikos team together so that nice. we can talk about how it's better than gas, so that's exciting. <laughs> oh, good grief. What a yes. <laughs> spoiler alert, and, jeez. Uh, I don't know if we're gonna talk more about this in a little bit or not, but uh the Sense got another game show running and that's kind of exciting too. The game uh, show is always really fun, and I love seeing everybody whine, but also like the fun that it, like discussion that it brings up. My only complaint this time I'm killing is that it right now. I don't know why they split it into four different brackets. As the community affairs officer, because I'll tell you why. We had so fucking many characters that we had a discussion on how are we going to do this, and like we actually had way more than the sixty-four that we're using. And then when we did do the 64, do we want to do it all in one bracket? Do we want to do it in multiple brackets and then have them like as a final four? And it was debated a lot. And in the end, it was just, this was decided on how we're going to do it. And so, like, Savage Failhouse, like, he, he does the majority of the game show stuff. like that 98% of it. Yeah, like, I, I, I honestly don't take any credit for it. He's awesome. I'm glad he does it. He's amazing. He puts almost all of this together. He does almost all the write-ups. He's, he's also a listener, so, still, so shout you out. You still haven't given me a good reason why you split a 64-person bracket into we just four decided 60 to. person brackets. I, I, Wait, we I, just I, decided I get that you, to. I get that you did it. I just don't understand why. Man, I think they did it just everybody... to make you mad, actually. Yeah, I mean, you know, strife between the world. Well, it's at is... the point now like where you can't even tell who's winning once we get to the second bracket because you have to go and count all the points from the individual brackets to see who's even got the most well, points. It's like, I think in, that's annoying. I don't, I don't know exactly how it's all set up, but part of it is like, you know, we expected a lot of the same people to win. So, like, you'll see that the first bracket is a lot of, like, heavy hitters, right? And people are like, God damn, I can't believe you we put this not. person versus this person. So, so for for context, for those people who don't know, it's it's uh, a bracket of character Star Wars characters who should be in Swago but aren't yet. Right. Yep. Um, and I don't think we're even at the heavy hitter bracket yet. Like this one might be the second best, but like there's one coming up that has a new like Mara Skywalker and yeah. Um, it's got else? Revan Reborn in it. Uh, Revan Reborn, and what's the other one? Um, whoa, 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 uh, Revan Reborn. Right. And right, Satil so Sean. And all of them are in, like, the first four of one of one parts of the bracket. It's like, that's going to be, like, oh, my God, head or gut. I, I mean, that's the thing, is there's so many amazing characters. I think that we're just trying to break it up and then have, like, a final four of all these amazing groups in, like, in a different way. So, I, I, you know, you can do it lots of ways. I don't know. I didn't really decide on how to do it. 
again, Savage Failhouse does the ma the majority of this, and I and I trust in his in his you know approach to it. And I, I it's just fun. So you know, it's not like we win anything. You know, it's it's just whatever the fuck. But I do like the uh, conversations that come up from the uh, from the characters, and it's funny because I'm pretty sure 90% of people that are voting are are not reading a single fucking wiki or anything. They're just like, fuck yeah, I like Asajj. <laughs> well, the funny fuck thing yeah! is. Like there are so many characters in it that I've never fucking heard of. And I know you, I know it's going to be like, this is probably like unpopular opinion, but I didn't know who Valkorian was. Right. And then I went and looked at everybody else's bracket and there's like 80 people who have him picking to win the entire <laughs> bracket. So I'm like, huh, yeah. probably should have figured out who the fuck that guy was. Right. But that's the thing is like, there's, there's a lot of different approaches to the votes. Cause it's, it's just like, what do you like? But then some people go read the wikis and it's like, I think there was a uh, there was a recent one that was Asajj versus the what everybody called the blonde girl Tahiri Vela. Yeah. And and like I didn't necessarily know who Tahiri was, but then I went and read her wiki and I was like, this shit's fucking cool. This is way cooler than Asajj. I like Asajj, but I like her more. And yeah, like but she bounty hunter Asajj is dope. Yeah, you know, and there's lots there's lots of like you know it just depends on what you want to vote for. Val Valkorian is one of those that I didn't really know either. Um, I voted Deidre just because I didn't have time to read anything, but I've heard a lot about Valkorian. He's going to be great, but um, I, I don't know. I was just being spiteful. I knew he was going to win. I'm um, loving the bracket. I've only dropped one so far. accidentally mistook Paz Vizsla for Maz Kanata, and so I was like, wow, that one's doing really well. I'm like, oh, wow, I got the wrong fucking character there. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, Paz I don't know Vizsla how is Paz is winning. Cool. It's so disappointing. Um, what do you mean? You got uh, there are so many people that just watch the live Paz. action stuff, so that's why Paz Vaz. Yeah, but he like, also like that's why I don't understand because he's terrible. I think I fucked my bracket up because I have Paz in Crosshair in the next round, which they they yeah. are. But I have Paz I beating Crosshair, but I think Crosshair is going to beat Paz. Man, he better. Paz sucks. Yeah. I don't give a shit what anyone says. Paz is like. I'm a fucking moron. Like, that's his whole shtick, is how stupid he is. Yeah. And then he's like, I, I kill all these guys that. at the end, and then, like, dies. Like, I don't know. The whole, I, I, everything spoiler to do with alert. Paz Vizsla, I did not... Yeah, I didn't like that dude. <laughs> this whole fucking show's a spoiler, bitches. <laughs> Gonna run hey, out so of what jet else fuel. are you excited about, Fieris? Now that we're 35 minutes uh, in. That's pretty much it. <laughs> okay. Good. It's been a good 35 minutes, though. I'm just saying. It's good, I good haven't discussion. even gone yet. I know. That's what. Oh, you're going to bring the heat? Bring the heat. Let's go. Bring the heat. Oh, man. I'm excited. So, I am Darth Venom. I got to say, tonight I'm excited about what I hope is a new tradition. in. Uh, and yes, I'm about to describe a Shitty Discord internet? conversation over okay. our audio medium. Um, I hope the tradition of posting memes and gifs of uh, Reva Shard streaks oh, has been so good. It's, it's so it's funny. a good time because we've counted from one to now twenty-two with uh, nothing but gifs. The last <laughs> one GIFs. being Taylor Swift, which Min was a big fan of. Oh. So we'll post a, uh, we'll just... post a few uh, in the uh, in the channel and then the episode discussion when the time comes. Yeah. Yeah, so first yeah, person great. to miss your Reva shard, you're ruining this for everyone. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks for the GIF ruining. Uh, you know, I, I think a lot of people aren't even streaming and they're still succeeding, but there's people still streaming that just want to like have the backup and it's 
You know, that's the it's thing. Is like, even if you, people are streaming that, Cappy got mad at us for it today. <laughs> if you're just just because you stream doesn't mean you don't know what you're doing. Like, I like to stream just because I like having the backup of like, if I accidentally go to make a wrong mistake, somebody can be like, "Whoa, don't do that." It's like, hey, I want to do this. Like, okay, but you know that's stupid, and you're like, oh yeah, yeah. that's I mean, stupid. And doesn't then, hurt and then you, to stream. And it also helps like just to have other eyes. Like, I've never lost a mission while streaming. I bet Correct. people have lost while not streaming. I take that back. I did lose Cam, but that's that's more of an RNG fest than this is. <laughs> that yeah. is a joke. That's, that's that a is a real mission. RNG fest. That's that's you you get to the end of it and find out if you win or not. <laughs> it's horrible. I hate that mission. Everybody I does. I like to stream. For... I like to stream just so I have a witness. If I get like my yeah. entire team stunned, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like guys, 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 <laughs> calm down, calm down. Look scurvy as my witness did my whole team yeah. get stunned thank you i had a few guys in Ilum that like streamed their watt mission like every time and i'm like we've done like 12 of these together <laughs> you know how to do this and they're like i don't want to get in trouble hey audio <laughs> was... medium audio medium do you like my uh gift that i just posted holy crap that's so a good one things, i like it other things i'm excited about i'm excited for the argument and apparently content that oh. i've inspired next week just by asking in our discord who i should farm first so i asked I, should yeah, i, I was finish jabba should i do malakos because i'm unlocking maul and malakos the same month um or should i finish my sith trio and savage teams and this somehow spawned a <laughs> argument over gas yeah so, gas somebody <laughs> was like you should farm gas so next week we're gonna have what a top seven non GL teams in the game yeah. debate. Top seven. How do we? Where did top seven come from? Well, Fierre's wanted to do ten, uh, and the original number was five. five. I wanted to do ten, so we split the difference. Yeah, God. I thought I ten like might take too long, enough. and five didn't like, have enough diversity. I feel like five is just gonna be the same fucking five teams for all of us, and like seven at least like throws a possibility of some other stuff in there. So makes sense. So, the main thing I'm excited about. So I said I wasn't going to talk about Leia, um, which hopefully she lied coming out in a couple in a couple days. But Drogon specifically, I feel like people are sleeping on Drogon, and like what an absolute monster of a character Drogon is. I mean, I feel and like he's not saying that because he only has four fingers or well, three fingers. You can't believe you called him a See, monster. Yeah, that's what really a dick. Jesus we talked about Christ. being broke and you pulled this stuff out. <laughs> Holy crap. You're going to call this him guy's a, a monster? Dick. Have you ever seen the monsters? They talked about people <laughs> like you. You know, they talked about, I can't believe you. This is an, this is an equal world we live How in. How insensitive. I mean, didn't I just say before the pot I refused to be woke? So, I mean, yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, he did. not everybody Facts. can be open-minded. You're right. <laughs> yes. My whole point, actually, is that it was weird that CG kind of focused on that aspect of the character entirely. So, like, if you ask people around the community who are not, like, going for um, Leia super early, right? Like, so, what do you know about Drogon? They'll be like, oh, he's a guy they made up, and he's got a limb difference. It's like, he's okay, missing a finger. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, what's funny, about, what's funny about this is not that he's like, oh, he's got a limb difference. It's that people were posting like, man, I can't believe CG fucked up again. Yeah, that was <laughs> and it was like, 
No, no, they they didn't fuck up. He has a limb difference. I'm like, oh, did, I thought it was you... a graphical error because they're so incompetent. Yeah, it's like if you and read I'll, the uh, the character <laughs> reveal, you would have known that. But so many people are like, this guy, know, look at they fucked well, up the art. We know Swaggle players don't read. You know, you know CG in their mouth. Sometimes they forget a digit. That they do. <laughs> they did. They did forget. <laughs> well, I can't even blame these people because. Honestly, I mean, I know they didn't do this, but I feel like the one thing that, like, the artists at Capital Games just cannot figure out is elbows. Like, they don't know how to do elbows in this <laughs> it's game. It's because if they're still using PlayStation... They're still using PlayStation 2 engines, and in PlayStation 2, elbows were a problem also. So if you notice, like, all the graphics, you're like, oh, man, these are pretty good. Like, they're not even Final Fantasy X graphics. Like, <laughs> give me a fucking break. But, like, elbows are always a problem. They're like, oh, we, we just don't have that many polygons. Yeah, so okay. Polygons. Look at Mob Enforcer's elbow. I will not. I'm doing it right now. Did they actually fix this, some bitch? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> It looked is like. This what you're ex- point hold on, invalid. is this what you're excited about? Is Mob Enforcer's <laughs> elbow? What are we in the fucking 13th century? And they're like, oh my goodness, lass. You showed your elbow. You whore. I think they actually fixed the model because it used to look like just. It, it, was, a, it was a nightmare. It was horror <laughs> nightmare fuel for a, a I long while. I don't like her at all. But the point is. Well, that's all this that people have been talking about with Drogon. A lot of people didn't read the kit. Like, do you guys know his kit? No. Okay. Do you Tell think, me. Do you think Min has read a kit? Take Hermit Yoda. Got it? Right? Hermit Yoda? Yep, yep, yep. Okay. So you have Master's Training, right? So, he so he's got... Master's Training? Wow. He's got a buff Holy like shit. Master's he's Training. A... But oh, he starts oh. with it. So, so he it's not starts master's training, with it. Though. He starts no, it's with not master's, master's training. training. Oh. Well, it's don't, a, don't trick me. I forget the name of it, but I it's it's basically master's... it's the same idea as master's training, right? It's like didn't an we determine that buff. kit reads live on air is a terrible idea? Oh, it is. And here we go. But we're doing it. Yep. And but and, Darth Venom and, does what he wants. Okay. He has an unresistible stun on basic. And he basics whenever he uses a special. So every turn, he's just stunning people and using his other abilities while putting Master's Training, basically, on other guys. It's it's nutty. Like, even not on the Leia team, it's so much fun. Just, like, such a fun character. So he's great against characters that can be stunned, okay. I don't look at characters that I'm not farming. I don't, or that I'm not encountering. I'm not, I'm not, I haven't seen a Drogon and I won't see a Drogon for a year. And then when I farm him in a year, I'll say, what the hell do you do? You just gotta listen to this podcast. Because I know you're a, you're a fellow, um, lover of Sauna. And if you love Sauna, then you need this guy to go keep her company. <laughs> I That's would what love I'm excited about. To, I would love to add her, add him, but I just don't have it. I just don't have it in me. He's unaccelerated. He's not even out. <laughs> do you have any other shipment. things that you are excited about, Venom? Uh, I do not. Okay, well, I have something that I'm saving for the for last because uh, we agreed to save it for last, which is I am excited that our poll finally closed and Ugh. the audience has spoken and a bunch of Kira idiots. beat out Marin. 
Yeah, all of our, all of our uh, audience is all idiots. That's correct. You bribed those idiots. Well, just you the ones that voted for Kira. <laughs> Scoreboard, my friends. Scoreboard. And it wasn't He's close, like, either. Hey, baby, like, all I do is win. Uh, Kira won by, like, 12 votes, so... Uh, I did promise that we are going to do a live draw on air for a hyperdrive bundle. I see a lot of names on this list that I know probably already have the hyperdrive bundle, but we're going to figure that out behind the scenes uh, if necessary. So we have 27 <laughs> people who signed up. Uh, so I'm going to do a random die roll right here. Not a die roll, but a, a random.org. Uh, and you're just going to pick one of these names? Is that how it's going to go? Uh, yep, I, I will tell you in just a second who the winner is. You want to right. shout out everybody that voted? Uh, sure. Um, and, and the winner is... Oh, well, I already ha I already drew the winner, but we'll tell who it is oh. in just a second. Uh, Mejulator, Malevolence, DubJ, <laughs> Bodhi, Galanoth, Fear Itself, Dragnoz, Jalemi, 80RMD82, Willybones, Red Fox, James Payne, Arendum, Lothar... Danimal, MJ, Xavier, Skinny Krogan, Mother's Butter, Brendan, Venzi, Mickey Knight, BB Aftermath, Dougie Ando, Vlad Sander, Stack Swago, Taniwa, and CT4477 from Yavin. All right. Am and I not eligible? What the fuck? I put my name in there. Get the I took fuck your name out of the here. list. Are you serious? Oh, you are not this eligible because you're not a listener. Yeah. Ah, I got him. I listen to this you, more than anybody. <laughs> I have to edit. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> yeah, right. And the winner in the list. This is not, a little bit feels a little bit self-serving, but our winner is Skinny Krogan. Oh, oh my, my god! Hey. With Fat Krogan. So <laughs> that's funny. Uh, I don't know if there's a stipulation here that you have to listen to this episode to know that you won, so that you can reach out to me for your prize. I'll see if hey. I'm feeling vindictive or not. But that's the yeah. current situation is Skinny Krogan, please reach out to me, Fieris, and let me know that you won. Um, otherwise, you may not win the prize because you got to be a listener to win. Yep, yep, that's true. If it's if it's next episode we're recording and you haven't recovered your prize, guess Lost what it. we're doing? Lost it. Guess what we're doing? Giving it to spin, me. Spin number two. Get the fuck out of here. You already have enough. I'm a listener. Yeah, Leia Rusher. Also, you already have the hyperdrive bundle, don't you? Yeah, why do you need <laughs> yes, a, another? What are you going to start a fourth account that you're not going to do? So you're double disqualified. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> that would have been the dumbest thing ever. And the winner is Darth Venom. <laughs> what a stupid <laughs> fucking. <laughs> <laughs> fucking great. I accept crystals and Bitcoin. Okay, so that is it for what we're excited about. And we're like fucking 45 minutes into the podcast already we were excited i mean Very. listen that that was all good content that's all i'm saying it doesn't matter what we're talking about yeah it matters liked that it. it was good content so we are going to uh transition into the main segment which now for the next uh at least few podcasts is going to be talking about the ahsoka show so again if you do not want spoilers ahsoka. on episode three and four and maybe some spoilers from one and two as well uh and five and time. six who knows now is a good time to fast forward to an indiscriminate time uh, when we're no longer talking about this. Just keep skipping until we don't talk about it. <laughs> they skip to the like, like, wait, like, oh, we're maybe forty minutes, and it's like big moment. Yeah. And then yeah, this so shit happened. <laughs> oh right, no! So how do we, we want to do this? Do we want to um, 
Uh, one episode at a time. What, what we, what, okay, so we're going to start by talking about episode three, which is called Time to Fly. And it was, a short, it was a short episode, right? Very, Very short. I was, it was, I was a little disappointed when I saw the sh- time. I, I, I'm going to start on this one just to kind of get my thoughts out real quick. Um, and that's that I felt like this episode had what it was in, like, the storytelling of the story, essentially, was a segue into what they wanted to get to next. Yeah. They wanted to move the story forward. They had to progress. They, that's why it was short is because it wasn't really – there wasn't a lot of story that happened. There wasn't a lot of important stuff that happened. It said, we need to get these people from here to there. And we need to do it in a fun way. And they did. They did do it in a fun way. Uh, but I feel like this episode was um, probably not a lot of people's favorite because it just wasn't... It was action-packed. It had a lot of cool scenes, but it was meant to be a let's get you from here to there so we can continue. You know, and- I... I, I originally didn't have a lot of great things to say about this episode, but the fact that, that Disney, for once, took an entire episode to explain how they got from A to B instead of some stupid plot convenience like a map, mm-hmm. um, and just say, oh, we got from A to B, and you're not, you don't know why. Like, Actually, I kind of appreciate the fact that they took the time to explain how they got from A to B. So Right. And that's, what, that's all that episode was. And that's all it was, should be even looked at as. Like, I, I think a lot of people will see it and like, oh, well, it, it didn't feel like there was enough. And like, I was waiting this, blah, blah, blah. There, there might be a lot of like negative judgment towards it. But if you look at it as a storytelling, like you're going you're gonna to tell eight episodes. Like there has to be an episode where they travel, essentially. And yeah. if you make it boring, it could just be them sitting in there playing fucking chess you know, or, or like whatever that game is, Sabak or, or, or I don't know. what's the game with the hollow the hollow tables? I don't know. Anyway, it, you could make it boring, but they made it exciting. Like shit happened. Ahsoka fought a Tie Fighter, or something. Like, yeah, I think cool. I think it, I, was it good. definitely it, wasn't a Tie Fighter. I don't know if you guys like noticed that. <laughs> it was just I, yeah, yeah. Like, I was just, I was just. It looked bo- like a fucking <laughs> ship they found in like a garbage can. Like those ships, like were like pieces of shit. It was just like I don't know something they found on the side of the road or something. I'm notoriously wrong, so I liked the fact that they um, <laughs> they did a little character building on Sabine, which I think a lot of people actually are against. Like for some reason, I I understand the show is called Ahsoka, but some people they're like super offended when Sabine gets an extended period of screen time. Like mm-hmm. Sabine was such a pivotal character at the end of Rebels that. Um, I, I'm not offended at all that she's getting a, a decent amount of screen time. And I think Dave Filoni is doing well in explaining, basically explaining that Sabine sucks, right? She is as green and yeah. new as it gets to being she a Jedi. She continues to do things you're disappointed in. Right. She she can't use the Force. That's her point. She's, that's her, that's she's her not great character. with a lightsaber. You got you got the droid um, Huang beating up on her. I mean, she and then you got Ahsoka kicking her ass too i mean it, she she is supposed to not be good but the whole point so far is just to show you that she is not good um, i like that I think so Yang took a page out of the ilum officer's book from um uh bottom of the backpack presents the other day and in like in the nicest fucking way possible said like you're dog shit at this yeah <laughs> <laughs> wasn't, wasn't bad but it uh it wasn't good yeah right uh, I, I think that like a lot of the complaints about it being like kind of the Sabine show is people not understanding or at least not appreciating. Maybe they understand, but not appreciating that that's Ahsoka's apprentice now. Like that's yeah. that's her Padawan. That's 
it's showing a connection of the characters. And I think a lot of times people get caught up in the, oh, we're telling the same story or we don't have enough of this, and they don't look at the depth. I, I like character stories. I really enjoy, like, when you explore the character and their arc and, like, and how those, they grow and, and the changes in the character and, like, where you go from, you know, point A to B. It's, it's fun to have these scenes and these amazing backdrops and these cool fight scenes, but, like, the character development is important. And Sabine has to suck early on, and Ahsoka has to have, like, struggles training her early on. You know, like, it has, there has to be struggles so that we can have a character arc. Yep. So Do I you think she is going to become a Jedi, or is she, like, because she seems very Force insensitive at the moment. Do you think Ahsoka is mostly going to train her to be a fighter, or do you think she's actually going to become a Jedi? I think we I, I, should talk about that after what happens to her in Episode 4, right? Okay, yeah, so let's talk a little bit more about Episode 3, right? What, what was another thing that happened in Episode 3 that was amazing, which was Merrick talked, which was kind of cool. Yeah, um, Sam wish. Witwer. Sam Witwer. I took I, a lot it? of notes for for episode. Yeah, that's four. Sam Witwer. I My liked notes, the um. I liked I be, the. Let me Google it so I don't sound like a fucking retard again. I liked the callback to um the, the like the early episode of the Clone Wars with Plo Koon out in space. That's that's the big vibe I got when Ahsoka was out there on the ship in the spacesuit. Was this like this Jedi doing Jedi things out in the middle of space? But I liked that uh, they were conscious to make sure that she had like a spacesuit on and everything like that. Like they didn't like blow it because um, Plo Koon obviously had his little rebreather mask, so he didn't have to have that. But I thought that was a cool little nod to the Clone Wars. Um, and I, I think some people thought it was kind of goofy, but I actually quite liked it—the fact that she was out there and doing her thing to keep the fire off the ship. So that was pretty cool. I thought Talking I thought about, a lot of the stuff that happened was cool. And just to clarify, Sam Witwer is assumed to be the voice because in the credits it said revealing the actor as an additional voice. Right. So it's not confirmed, but I mean, we're, we're there's a lot of you know theories. Anyway, I don't think we got to spend a lot of time on that character. We can move on. Yeah. No kidding. Maybe. Maybe. You know. I think that I think there's some questionable thing. You know. You, Nobody's ever really gone. <laughs> we'll see. So, Venom, uh, what's your what's your take on this episode? So, first of all, with Sabine, I mean, I I actually really I know it's like people are like, oh, it was slow and boring, drawn out. Like, I like that they actually take the time to show these characters failing and being terrible because it's yes, yes. Especially, I, I said the other day to Scurvy, I was like, I, they need to fail more. Yep. Yeah, and especially in, like everything contrasts so much with like the um, sequel movies where it's like nobody ever, they're just magically the best at everything always. They never are bad at anything. Jesus. And as far as that goes too, I don't know if you guys noticed, but Sabine is fucking yoked. She yeah. looks <laughs> great. Like she is ripped, which is it's a nice <laughs> it's a nice change from like Ray who looks like if you sneezed on her she would blow over right but she's supposed know. to be like I feel like Ray's got enough of a scowl that it's strong enough that the rest <laughs> of her body is <laughs> what did you say to me oh shit you're right I'm gonna go get you some more french fries I'm sorry 
And like, I'm that's saying, it. You compare like her shoulders and, and oh my goodness, like they she did a great job training for the role. Like, holy well, we found shit. out what does it for Venom: broad shoulders. I like your broad shoulders, girl. <laughs> I like my girls yoked. <laughs> I want you to kick my ass. <laughs> Do you yeah. like eggs? Cause you look yoked. <laughs> but it, shit. I, I didn't mean it from that point of view. I'm saying I, I genuinely think it's nice when these people who are supposed to be like the most badass warriors in the world, right, or in the galaxy, are actually yeah. like you know stacked. I think nice. as uh, yeah. our, our our British or our, our Europe, European friends uh, like affected would say, she's fit. <laughs> Yes. yes. She's, she's right fit. <laughs> I also really enjoy that I said it contrasted a lot with the sequels because they are retconning so much of the sequels. Like, it feels like every episode they're purposely getting rid of the sequels, which is Explain. hilarious. Cause, so, like, in the second episode, um, when she's following the ship up into orbit, right, she makes the point of saying, like, they can't jump to hyperspace until they leave the atmosphere, and then they're going to jump. Which, again, all, all through the sequels, they are doing that ridiculous hyperspace skipping. skipping. Yeah, yeah. Where just I'm hi- you were hyperspace skipping. Yeah, because I made up some stupid shit. Yep. Why? So That's dumb. Stupid as shit. And then hyperspace they have skipping. Get out of here. He's Poe Dummerin. That's what your name is. And then That's they have what your Ahsoka. <laughs> and then in episode three, they have Ahsoka who's floating in space. And she's like, you need to come help me because I can't do anything. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Which is like, thank she's like you. She's, yeah, come get me. I'm way she more is, force sensitive than Leia was, but I can't yeah. marry Poppins. Yes, yes. So much. Uh, More powerful in an actual like uh, EV suit, right? Perfectly fine. Not like dead already. No, no. She's I, still I floating. Yeah, hey, still but, floating. But to, to be fair, shouldn't you be able to like force push yourself in a direction in space? Come on. Hey, listen. Yeah, what the, are you pushing against? Was, There's nothing to push against. Hey, you push I'm sorry. against the vacuum of space. That's, <laughs> what? <laughs> the thing is, though, is the, the Ahsoka has one key problem, and that she doesn't have Skywalker in her name. Ah, you, you yeah, see, when you're a yeah. Skywalker, you can do anything. You can Skywalk. Even <laughs> even if you're not a Skywalker <laughs> yet, walk. but later on you tell people you're a Skywalker, that's why she, that's why Ray could do anything she wanted because oh, she yeah, told people right. later, "My name is Ray Skywalker," Ray which Skywalker. made no fucking sense. You I'm know, gonna, and, and then they were like, "That's why you can sand. do everything." Of course, I, I forgot. Okay, bury his lightsabers in sand. You think in her anyway. next movie they're making they're gonna forget that that's her last name? She's just gonna be Ray again. They're like, no, don't don't. I think they're gonna name. call it the Skywalker Saga Continued or some stupid. They're shit. gonna call her Jedi Training Ray because she still <laughs> hasn't trained to be a Jedi. <laughs> anyway, so, enough about the sequels. This is yeah. not what we're here to talk about. I was so, trying to uh, figure take... out how to oh, go, go ahead. How to summarize like the second half of it? Um, and Scurvy said or Min Which said is it was action. really. It was really fun. It was the first time they've done something where I could describe it as this is pod racing, which is a distinct feeling, <laughs> right? It's <laughs> it was pure fun. It yeah, wasn't exactly. like important. It wasn't like, oh man, this is moving the story along. It was like, 
You know what would be fucking cool? You know what would be real fucking cool? And they're like, Man, it'd be space cool as shit if Ahsoka was on a spaceship fighting <laughs> some fucking spaceships and then they encountered the space walls. Oh my god! Write it down. Are you writing it down? Lightsaber. Write that down. About a lightsaber blocking a turbo laser. Fuck yeah! You don't if have it's turbo lasers on a fighter. Come yeah, on. I I like if it. If it yeah. was like some Padawan that just picked his shit up, I'd be like, nah. But Ahsoka did it. I give Ahsoka whatever. She's Ahsoka because she has so much context behind this this character that I'm like, I believe in in like what she is. This powerful character. You she's know? so powerful. Like, she used the Force to change her clothes in like a second. It was crazy. Yeah, she's that's that's what I'm talking about. She that's got some the, power right there. The Iron Man Tony Stark suit going on <laughs> <laughs> to be so, fair i think if a lightsaber can absorb like force lightning from the emperor i mean it's pretty fucking strong especially you know, I a think, white one yeah that white one's special oh that in, uh, i'll talk about this in the next episode when we talk about that but so let's continue i took a lot of notes on the fourth episode and really i have the third episode broken down into four things sabine training Seeing the new hyperspace ship firefight, almost dead. That was pretty almost much dead. what happened. That episode. <laughs> almost, almost dead. dead. Almost <laughs> dead. Honestly, like there, I, I, I think it was a very slow episode. It was a very short episode. I don't have anything like profound to say about that episode at all. There wasn't anything where I'm like, what the fuck was that? Other than her jumping on the outside of the ship and fucking like blocking lasers from a fucking starfighter. But um, also like. Come on, if you're in, if you're in a starfighter and you see somebody with lightsabers, just don't fucking fly close. Like, <laughs> like I'm gonna go into melee range with this person with lightsabers. Okay, that was dumb. Whoops. Right, like use your arrow, dummy. If I if I was if if I was a an imperial pilot and I saw somebody standing on a ship with lightsabers, I would not fly close. I'm sorry. Yeah, absolutely. No. I mean, this is why these guys are fucking morons. You know, but I I think again, like like every everybody seems to have the same same consensus. It was just kind of a short, quick, and moving on episode, and shit was just kind of fun. It was that was what it was. That was what it was supposed to be. It was just moving point A to B. But it didn't and, like hurt the story at all. Like it wasn't exactly. an offensive episode. Like it, it built yeah. up. It pushed the story along. They could have done a lot worse with it. I think it was it was what it was. It didn't hurt anybody's feelings, and we and it. We were able to get through it to get to episode four. It and it was like fun. It was fun to get through. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. All I could think the whole second half of the episode was like, Shinhadi, thank goodness you have plot armor because you totally could have died there. Like, yes. You're in this piece of shit ship chasing down this <laughs> other ship. All your other friends died and you didn't. Like, you could have been shot down. Like, I always thought about that. It's funny, like, seeing Jedi, like, flying ships. I'm like, what are you doing? You're giving away your like your 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 strength by sitting in a fucking ship and potentially getting shot down. It's like playing that Legend of the Jedi game. I was just gonna say with, that uh, Darth Venom, where like you're like, oh cool, you're a Jedi, cool. Well, you're in a ship and I can blow your ship up, so fuck you. <laughs> yeah. But you know what was funny is that that moment where Shinhadi survived is very reminiscent of Episode Four where Vader survives, because like yeah, the other two Tie pilots die and then like he just spins out. Right. Like, oh no! 
Yeah, it's exactly plot armor, but it was, it was exactly what happened in episode four. It's like, oh, okay. The other two died, but you're just gonna, you know, crash or some shit. You're, you're fine. You're, you're, you're good. So are we giving some ratings for episode three? Sure. Let's yeah. do it. Let's, Let's do it. We're gonna do the same the same um, route we always do: scurvy, me, venom, or scurvy, me, fears, venom. Sure. 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 Alphabetic um, order, right? Is that what an alphabet <laughs> okay. is like? God damn! Struggle <laughs> players actually, really can't about it. It's actually reverse. It's reverse alphabetical order. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, like I said, episode three, not an offensive episode. Push the story along. Wow. I, I don't. It was. It was a little short. I would say it was probably a good uh, six. Okay. Okay. And Scurvy's been a little conservative on his uh, his ratings because don't tell. He, he, he doesn't want to give too much. Yeah. Just wait till uh, the next one. <laughs> so I'm gonna rate this one a little higher, and and it's specifically because, um, not because the episode was necessarily really great, but because I understand. And I and I accept that this episode was what it was. Like it was meant to be moving to the next step. And like as that goes, I think it was an eight because it was fun. And I didn't feel like you said it wasn't offensive. It didn't it didn't fuck up the story. It didn't really move the story along. But it got these people where I wanted them to be so that I could do the next thing. And in that aspect, it did a great job. I, I had fun with it. I As a matter of fact, Venom pointed out a couple of things that I even like even more. Now that uh, Mary Poppins makes no fucking sense. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I just, I, now that you've said that, I'm just like, yes. Yeah, that feels good. It feels good to watch. I'm going to go watch this episode again just to feel that moment. So have um, they announced how many episodes there are going to be? Is it is it seven isn't or it is eight? it eight? Isn't eight. it eight? I heard I heard from someone that this is the middle episode, which would make sense kind of either for seven or eight, or no, no, sorry, I heard that the sorry the fourth episode is the middle episode, which which means it's either four out of seven or four out of eight. But uh, either way, we only get eight episodes, and I feel like I feel like uh, this felt when it when it comes to like it, think if you if you imagine the way that I the way that I'm determining my rating for this episode. Mm is what if all eight episodes were this episode? Would you like Ahsoka? And my answer would be no. So like, I, this is a filler episode to me, and I don't like filler episodes. I feel like, yes, some of the stuff makes sense. Maybe they had to do this. But to me, it, it was not a good episode from like what I'm looking for. I'm looking for getting wowed by stuff, and there was not a lot of wow. It was very short. It was a lot of like kind of building up other things but like for me this episode was a five because i if i if i imagine eight episodes of this i would not like the show so yeah yeah uh for me i want to see more stuff i want i want to have more action i want to have more more meaningful shit happening this felt like a filler and i and i wasn't a big fan totally totally reasonable i i i think that's going to be a pretty pop a pretty common opinion of this episode is that and and that's it's totally factual because there wasn't a lot of great stuff going on. It was just a segue, essentially. I, yeah, I was almost thinking like a six, but there were so many good little things in this, like Sabine's arms. You know, that's gotta that's gotta give a point right there. Um, right, but you, you gave in all you seriousness, a point. <laughs> um, <laughs> they do these. You called it a filler episode. Like, I look at some of the other ones they did in, like, Mando Season 3 or, like, the Boba Fett speeder bike chase. Mando Season 3 was all filler episodes. 
<laughs> yeah, Man, no what a pile shit. of shit was that was. Holy God. That's a little bit different. Yeah, that's like that's like side plot episodes. I wouldn't call this one a side plot episode. This was yeah. like point A to point B kind I of I mean, it, it had a point, though. It was less filler, and it had like a purpose. Filler, I feel like, is like, well, this week we're just going to have you do a thing because we're bored. Like, we don't have an idea for... We needed eight episodes, but we had an idea for seven. I agree with you. I, I fucking hate it when they're like, okay, really exciting shit happening. And then they're like, well, meanwhile, we're going to go see what Hera's doing on the planet <laughs> with her son. And, oh, they're having dinner. Great. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, that it could have been worse. They it could have gone off on some pointless side story, which right. does happen sometimes. Well, it happened in Boba Fett a lot. God, I really just... awful show. From the point that like the action sequence started, like the whole thing was awesome. It was like, like I said, like prequel, just fun that they haven't yeah. gotten right in a long time, like a long mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, and then I even think at the very end where, you know, last episode we were talking about Fierce was sort of complaining that the lore behind some of this stuff wasn't explained. Like they take the time to explain the lore behind like the hyperspace map and the Purgle and all that. So it's good that that's I feel like, like in the series, not something you have yeah. to look up. So I'd go with the set. I feel like they do that in both this episode and the next one. I, I, I think they, they're trying to explain. Like, Filoni is like, okay, I know you fucking nerds are only a little nerd on this part. <laughs> like, we want to give you the we want to give you the info. We're getting there. I think that's the best thing about, so my favorite thing about the show so far is you can really tell, like, how big of a nerd Dave Filoni is. Like, he's not just, like, a director and a producer that, like, is being paid like the dude legitimately likes star wars and he wants he, to see star wars do well he's telling his own story with this star wars platform that fits yeah you know sometimes they'll tell a story with star wars and you're like this doesn't make sense like nobody's coming leia yeah i've built this <laughs> shit for <laughs> for 10 years he set set up this plot and like when you look at the past of like the stories that has been told with Ahsoka and everything else, when you go back all the way to when they met the the, the daughter and the son, uh, and the father of, of the Force on like, mm-hmm. like that shit was crazy. And this was set up since then. Yeah. And he's in- incorporated Thrawn and Ezra and the Rebel and like all this stuff. Like this was set up. This isn't like, I I, I don't necessarily think he had the entire plan, but he had this idea, and it's really cool to see. Like the culmination of a lot of cool things that we've liked for so long. Speaking of, so did you give us a number? Episode four, uh, seven. Did you give us a a seven? Okay. Yep. So episode four is called "Fallen Jedi." (laughs) Boy, this sounds like something I said the other week. This was awesome. This this was one of those episodes where you where you go, God. God damn. This was everything that was supposed to happen happened. Scurvy, I'm gonna let you talk first because I'll, I'll just get into a, a rant because it's. Mm. But I know let's, you. Let's talk try to about do it. like quick overall and then like go sort of through the episode so we're not all over the place. Okay, okay, yeah, quick overall, like one one to two minutes each, and five minutes for me, right? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so I I loved this episode from the get go. I loved watching, um, getting to see Huang like do his thing and like having like the grievous droid arms come out and he was like fighting you could tell that like, he was a droid that was designed to train jedi that like, was the coolest fight he, he did, i figured i i kind of thought that when the hk droids rolled up on him that he was going to get his ass whooped but he like held his own 
and that was freaking was awesome to see. He was fucking cool, dude. That was so cool. And then to see, so you you get to see Ahsoka and Sabine go out um, together like they're supposed to, and they get they get to fight, and you get to see Sabine or you get to see Ahsoka do the most badass ninja freaking samurai style attack on Merrick and just smoke his ass. And you get to f- <laughs> don't get too much into the details now. Yeah. Uh, but and yeah, it was get- awesome, right? <laughs> Dude, that her whole like move where she only pulled out a single lightsaber and her whole like her her dash when he had his little spinny lights. Oh, dude, it was fucking phenomenal. Ah, so fucking cool. And then you get to see Sabine, and you can tell that um, Shin Hadi is she's you know she's obviously not like super proficient. She's obviously better than Sabine, and she proved it. But um, I I like to see that Sabine kind of fell back to her Mandalorian roots with the with her armor. Right, I I like that too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then the 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 culmin- the best of part of the whole thing was the Ahsoka fight with Balon. That holy shit, dude! It that I really got like prequel vibes with the lightsaber yeah. uh, with the, yeah. the fight, dude. It was it was so cool to me. You know what I loved about that scene is actually not the fight itself, but the the con or the uh, the dialogue leading up to it. Like that's the so first good. time in a while that I've listed that I've watched a Star Wars piece of content and been like. That was wonderful dialogue. And first off, mm. like the guy playing Balon is Ray Stevenson is just fucking fantastic. Holy but, like, shit! Dude, killing I'm so, I was just like, like rest I had in peace, chills. God when they were having that I, conversation, oh. and he, he's you can just see the conflict coming from him, where he's like, and then and then when she pulls her lightsaber, and he's just fucking like, well, God un- damn it, uh, it was inevitable, I guess. But yeah. I love the fact that it, oh my I God, love the he's fact that his character, actor. like he's he's face to face with a Jedi that he knows was trained by, if you will, the greatest of all time, and he and knows it. He knows it, but he, he also he, everybody his demeanor, knew Anakin. His demeanor is like so level headed, so even kill. Like he he knows he's confident in himself because he's an imposing figure. Being some of the side shots that they showed with her, with Ahsoka and Balon, and how much bigger he is than her. He is such a badass. Dude, it, it really, like, as a new character, they have, in these four episodes, they have really driven home that this dude is no one to fuck with. He was a he, bad mama Okay, so that's what I kind of want to talk about because, okay, one of the coolest things about this episode is the layering of power that they have uh, um, approached and shown. And that is every character has this level, essentially. Like, they showed mm-hmm. Ahsoka and, and, and Sabine working together, and then they shown them working separately. And Ahsoka and that Merrick, like, she fucked him up. It was yeah. no shit. And she had fought him before, and, you, and, like, she basically fucked him up before, and he ran away. Now she fucked him up. Yeah. And then Ahsoka's over there fighting Shin, and you can tell that... I mean, not, not Ahsoka, I'm sorry. Sabine's over there fighting Shin, and you can tell that Sabine is struggling. So you, you're already defining these power levels, essentially. And then Ahsoka goes to fight Balon, and his imposingness and his power is represented in his, like... In, in his not in his passiveness and his slowness yeah like he doesn't he's not in a rush and i love i love when a character that is a villain is like i'm gonna fuck you up like i'm not stressing about it i ain't sweating like i'm not gonna move quickly and he blocks everything and like he controls that fight so well and the actor that it's really the actor that is portraying this so well 
and his in his demeanor. He does such a good job of showing that fight, and I like how you're shown that Ahsoka's a bad motherfucker, but Balin tells you beforehand, I knew Anakin. Yeah. I've yep. been around so long that like I was here since the Clone Wars. Everybody knew Anakin. He's showing you not only the context of his character, but that he's so badass that he was aware of this badass, and he talked to him and talked to him as a friend, and then he fights his apprentice, and he's like, I'm going to fuck you up. Like, yep. <laughs> I know you're good. I know Anakin is better, but I'm going to fuck you up. It's and then really he does. interesting to me. There's this really weird um, dynamic between Ahsoka and Balon where it's like, Balon has the reddish, almost red lightsaber, and and Ahsoka has the white lightsaber. Mm-hmm. But he comes swinging at her, saying like, "Your legacy is of violence," and like he's basically like he thinks he's the good guy, and like he yeah. thinks yes. that she's the bad guy. And it like it makes you wonder for a second, like which one's the good guy, which one's the bad guy? Like he 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 believes it, and he kind of makes you believe it too. The the best stories, and and to weave out for a moment, um, like Attack on Uh-oh. Titan does this really well. Um, and and the best stories are told whenever there's not a good guy and a bad guy. There's just people, and you're living their experience, and you realize that they're all doing the things that they do because they're trying because they think their their side is good. And That's like, why I'm showing... such a big fan of Game of Thrones. There's so much like moral gray area of yeah. everybody. I, I know you like... don't watch anime, but go watch Attack on Titan because you'll fucking love it. My okay. favorite. My favorite line it's of the show. Amazing. <laughs> my favorite line of the show so far is, um, and, I, and her name escapes me, but the night sister, um, when she looks at Balon and she she Elsbeth or whatever. Yeah, like, uh, and she looks Morgan. at Balon and she goes, she she made a comment to the effect of, "Are you scared?" And he just like I, I as hear, stoic that as can fear be. I sense in your voice. Yeah, and as stoic as he could be, he goes, "Nope, it's just experience." I said. Fuck, dude, that was an amazing line. Like, and his delivery is so good. God. Because you feel like it's not just him saying the words, because you know acting is so much physical on top of it, and the way he he says that, with the way his eyes blink and the way his breath comes out and like the way his body moves, you can feel like there's this impact of like yeah. he he not only knows what's coming, he knows who he's he's coming up against, and it saddens him. Yeah. So and like she's a badass, like he's not stupid. Yeah. You know, like trained by Anakin, this dude's gonna fuck you up. So I obviously thought the episode was fucking amazing, um, but I, I think just to start sort of going through it chronologically, um, going to Merrick, um, what if you would have told me before this episode? Like, I feel like because the first three were so sort of setting the stage for what was gonna come after, like the biggest thing that people were talking about a- anywhere was who is Merrick, right? It was like, ooh, oh my is gosh. it Starkiller? Is is, yeah, is it Ezra? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so if you had told me beforehand, and somebody did, because uh, it got leaked, that he would just disappear into a cloud of smoke, I'd be like, oh my god. Like, they're Boba Fetting this show, right? And because of what everything that would happen after, like, nobody even cared. Like, like oh yeah, that's right, that happened. But I thought it was hilarious that um, I was watching a the I think uh, Scurvy you mentioned it last time, but the Star Wars theory. Oh yeah, he's great. Yeah. So I was watching his like pre-show stream, and someone spoiled it by donating and said, 
um, Merrick turns into Night Sister Smoke. And I thought it was the funniest fucking comment. Just, so, just you know how you, sometimes you catch randomly some you know chat thing flying through. Um, somebody chatting Mother on the live fuckers. stream said, "Who is Smoke?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> so actually, that was that was my theory. Is like when he turned into Smoke, I was like, he's one hundred percent coming back because the Night Sister is is gonna bring him back because that was Green Smoke. Yeah, um, yeah, it's hundred percent. But also, he's Night Sister Zombie. I in no way yeah. thought he was dead. Like he he died in that moment, but that there's a reason that he died in that moment, and it was to come back. And I think if you were, you know, I know people are like, oh, the Star Killer thing is dead. No, it's not. Star Killer was a clone, and there was a bunch of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and if you use the Night Sisters to replicate people and bring them back from the dead. There's a lot of things that can happen. I'm just saying. But dude, not that, that I necessarily right. want the Star Killer thing to happen, but I feel like people are like, "Oh, he's dead. Now we can move on from all these theories." First of all, the Ezra theory was probably the stupidest fucking yeah, theory I didn't like that one. I've ever yeah. heard in my life, and and everyone's like, "Oh, that was a good theory. That was stupid. That was so fucking stupid. Why are they <laughs> even looking for a map for a guy that's gone?" And like, oh, he's just here. Like, hey, Sabine, how you doing? I'm not going to tell you. I'm back. I know you're looking for the map. What a stupid fucking theory. Um, but <laughs> the fact that he died into smoke was specifically Night Sistery. Yeah. Oh, it was, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it was green and black smoke. There I mean, was, it was so he much. Was definitely like, going to be Night Like, Sister. he's not gone. Come no, on. Be that means one of, well, that means one of two things to me. Either he's going to be resurrected, or he's just some like replaceable bot. You know what I mean? Like he's just a zombie, yeah. right? And that she might have others of him, and maybe maybe it won't be the same one. So he's it either means he's inconsequential, or it means that he's going to be revived. Like it's got to be one or the other. Yeah. But dude, th- th- that whole like sequence with her with Ahsoka's like finishing move of her like you know sword above her head. That was so freaking oh, cool to me. Oh, that's one thing I wanted to talk about. If you notice, Ahsoka used multiple stances. Yes. I was trying to explain that to my wife, and she like she, thought I was crazy. She was like, she's using stances that were from, like, they're defined stances in the Star Wars universe. And, and like, when, mm-hmm. she, when she pulled her overhead stance when she was holding forward oh. with one lightsaber, I was like, nah, not for real. And, like... <laughs> Uh, there were just so many cool things. Like you could tell that like they were appreciating the content. Yep. Filoni was he was, you know they they talk about fan service and sometimes fan service is done in a way that you're like, God shut the fuck up. I get it. But sometimes it's done in a way that you're like this was really cool. This was incorporating something that is lore driven that. I don't think it was necessarily originally Star Wars. Like, George Lucas didn't think of the fucking lore of the lightsaber stances and stuff. He's not that smart. But it's been <laughs> developed through the, through the fucking people in the, in the community. And, like, they definitely gave her forms to yep. use. And, and she did the same thing in the, cool. in the fight with Balon, if you paid attention. Um, yes. She had a single lightsaber in Balon. My wife's like, why is she not using two? And I said, yeah, but look, look, look what she's trying to do. She's trying to get the map. If she had two lightsabers in her hand, would she be able to grab the map? She right. wouldn't be able to grab the map. And so it was It was so well. The small little details so far in this show mm-hmm. have been done very well. Right. So that I actually really, is a good, that's a good segue into what I want to talk about, which is when I told you about the previous episode and me not really feeling anything about that episode, there were no little things that I was thinking about. This episode was the exact opposite. I have 
a huge list of things where I'm like, what was happening there? What the fuck was up with that? Um, yeah. and, and just little things that I noticed, like, first off, like, I watched the episode twice, and spoiler, we're going to get to it, but, like, I, I kind of feel like there's this, you know, a, a feeling of that that Sabine kind of betrayed Ahsoka, right? And we haven't quite quite got to that oh, part definitely. yet. But yeah. when you rewatch this episode, there's so many little things where you're, where I'm thinking to myself, Ahsoka knew. Ahsoka knew the entire fucking time that yeah. this was going to happen. Yep. Because she's yep. saying things like, can I trust you? Yep. And she's like, of yep. course you can trust me. And then she's like, should I be worried? And like, you can totally fucking tell the second time through that Ahsoka fucking knew this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which Good was crazy. Um, also, we were talking about Hu Yang and the cool fighting and stuff. He's one of the coolest droids I've seen in any star wars media so far and i figured out one of the things that i really like about him is his eyes have you seen how much like emotion emotion he can put in because you know when when he's getting attacked his eyes like thin down into just like a line and he's like i'm mad right now and you're like there's a lot like he's looking around he's like looking around so he's squinting we talked about that in the last episode that's that old republic era style of droids where the droids were made to be more like human like or like being like versus like you know the the r2s and the c3po's like they were yeah, meant yeah, to yeah. In, emulate people uh yeah. which What's he's so doing powerful, very well just to see job. what his eyes can do and like how much more human he feels because of that yeah um yeah. also we we've talked about it a little bit but um i remember scurvy really really kind of fixing in on the fact that in the last episode like episode two when sabine is fighting she's just like overhead smash overhead smash i don't know if you Mm -hmm. noticed and there was a wonderful choreography but she seems to have improved just from the training that she's gotten like the choreography was really good her fight with um with shin this time was very different she wasn't Mm -hmm. just overhead smashing she was playing more defensively she was parrying like i think you know the montage of her you know training how to fight a little bit more on the ship seems to have paid off because she seems to know a little bit more what the fuck she's doing now yeah. um, which so gives her character cool. her character depth which i'm totally happy with and i can totally excuse the overhand smash because i think it was me that was bitching about it but I, I totally can be fine with that because there's been development like you said like what she's i think definitely it, doing better what i think should happen and what what I hope is going to happen is you're going to find out that Sabine is not going to conform to one way or the other. She is going to have this hybrid approach of a Jedi training with a Mandalorian style, like aggressiveness and shooting and whatnot. And that's, what's going to make her different. And that's, what's going to make her eventually, I assume, and I don't know this obviously, but I assume she is going to overcome Shin Hadi. That seems to be the dynamic, the, the, the dynamic. Though? I, I think so. so. I I don't I don't think she's gonna overcome anything. I think there's gonna be a lot of difference. I I think the storytelling has been fairly basic up until episode four, and that there's finally starting to get into the like meat and potatoes. And Dave's like, all right, I've introduced you. Now there was this hyperspace jump, and I wanna I'm gonna show you more stuff. And I think I'm hoping that it's not so basic as she overcomes Shin. I think there's going to be some development between Shin, Ahsoka, Balin, and 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 Sabine. I mean, I, yeah, that'd be. That'd I be unfortunately cool. think they're setting her up for this stupid re- kind of redemption arc where it's like she oh, she God. kind of betrayed 
Ahsoka. It looks like she's confused a little bit about what team she should be on, uh, sort of. And then at the end, she's going to redeem herself. Like I, I feel like this they, they're creating a, an unfortunate cliche uh, redemption arc for her. There's, there's almost no doubt that that's going to happen, right? But I feel like God, I because of the, char- the character of Balon is allowing there to be some... Um, flavor to that arc because that's gonna happen that has to happen that's it's such a basic storytelling line of like the apprentice and but because of a couple of things that did happen which is the way balon is and because of the of what happened at the end which is ahsoka falling off and landing into the world between worlds and I think that's the big thing is that's going to change a lot of what's what's happening. So let's talk be- about that real quick because I didn't understand what the fuck that well, was, and I think that's on. one of the things about- you missed by not having seen Rebels. Yeah, I wanted to well, talk about we- Sabine real quick first before we get to that. Okay, it's Venom's um, turn. D- did you guys? I mean, was it just me, or were you like, yes, please go with them? Like, I don't <laughs> give him the thing. Like, listen to him. Just go with him. Yeah, please. I mean, no, I, I definitely I expe- got that. Because I expected it, but I also expected us. I didn't no, want her to, I, but I, I expected it. I was thinking it. about it the same fucking way I felt when Anakin was fooled by the Emperor. It felt weak to me. She felt weak. She felt like yeah. she couldn't overcome her love for Ezra, and she was weak as a result, and she succumbed to the other people and did what they wanted. I, I hated it. But I, I think, think it that makes her look super weak. But I think that I, that I plays into her character her well. Weak, is she's but, not some Jedi who's got you know this great like mental fortitude. Like she is just a normal person who happens to be a Mandalorian. So being weak, it but wouldn't I feel be, like they, I feel like they totally spent the first two episodes building her up as this person who doesn't give a fuck, and she's just like I'm a badass. I do what I want, and then oh well, no, uh, now well I'm they weak. built they built her up as an Ezra fanatic. That's true. But I, and, I just hate, like, I hate how they have they make these really I, strong, powerful characters and then they just fucking flop over like that. I, I'm not I a fan. think that I agree. I actually agree with Theris on this a lot. I, I really hate the basicness of her character arc. I think there was a there's a lot of ways that those people could have taken the map without b- convincing her in this weak ass way. They could have taken her capture or captive in the exact same. She's still in fucking handcuffs. Like they could have captured her and taken the map by force. And it would have felt more satisfying if that gun didn't work. I feel like it would have been way more true to her character for her to have fought till the last second as much as she right. could. Like, I don't give, know. Give her that depth. Give Like, Ahsoka should have had doubt in her, and she should have, she should have like, parried that doubt. To give her... Like, no, I, I, I am somebody you can Okay, trust. so to give her some credit, if you're face-to-face with a person you've never met before... Or you've never had any interaction before, and all of a sudden he starts spouting off all this stuff like deep inner, like not inner secrets, but deep knowledge about you that you don't, you feel like he shouldn't know. Like he knew that she was Mandalorian in the Mandalorian ways. He knew that she she had great feelings for Ezra. Like part of you's got to be like, oh shit, this guy knows a lot about me. Maybe yeah, but he's he not. Played her. He's just playing her. Yeah, like, but I mean, he's yeah, like I an mean, extremely strong it. force user. Like he the he thing manipulated is, is she's her. She's supposed to be weak in this situation. This is how the story is being told. I just disagree with it, like Fieras. I understand it. I understand why they're doing it, and and I and I can see the like concept. Like there's weak people. She is a weak person. That's what happened. Yeah. Her I weakness just... won. 
I so desperately want interesting bad guys. Like, I'm so tired of, like, Reva, basically, right? Yeah. Of, like, Fuck the Reva. sort of just pointless whatever. But, like, having, like, a Sabine being turned arc would actually be interesting for once. And you'd actually have, like, villains that you... Yes, but it's the same arc as Anakin then. It's like, oh, you you got sad and the dark side fooled you into becoming the dark side. Like, I don't fucking nobody's, like that No, shit. nobody's fooling her. She's, I mean, she made that choice before Ahsoka even got knocked off. She said destroy yeah. it and she didn't, right? Yeah. She's so, definitely on the, on the edge of a character. Like, if something happens to Ezra, she totally could flip. It, it yeah, completely I think, depends I think... on what Ezra's doing right now. I think the next four episodes are going to allow, like, maybe they'll redeem, like, kind of the storytelling. Sometimes the storytelling makes us frustrated, like, episode one and two, and we're like, oh, this is kind of stupid with the overhead swings, and then it kind of redeems itself later when it shows her develop. I think maybe this will allow, maybe it'll develop into something that isn't so annoyingly cliche and frustrating. I'm totally on Fiera's side on this though. Like I think that it's it's kind of weak. I think there was much better ways to do it, and I and I wish her character had more inner strength and more like belief in themselves. Like it was just there was definitely foreshadowing from Ahsoka early on, but I I, I just don't like that Sabine was so weak. I agree. I would just I lost I would I lost respect for her. I thought she was a a strong mm-hmm. character, and and I'm kind of don't anymore. And, that, and but, now there's probably going to be some really weak redemption arc later that makes you supposed to like feel good for her. Right, See, right, that right. I hope she doesn't just, she, happen. Yeah, she betrayed so much at this point that like it's almost irredeemable in my opinion. Yeah, right? if they are taking her down that path, I hope they're fully, you know, they're going to fully go for it, and not be like, oh, you're really sorry now. Okay, I guess that's I agree. Fine. That sounds exciting, but that like literally follows the same arc as Anakin if that does happen. Yeah. Um. Before we get into the world between worlds, which I know we're going to talk about, I just oh, want to talk yeah. about that droid, fi- that droid fight again. Man, that droid fight great. was fucking good. Yeah, it was great. Oh, man. The droid fight was probably the best fight in the entire show so far, and in, and in most Star Wars in a long time. Yeah. I really enjoyed Hu Young fighting those droids. I thought that like he, he lost in the right ways, yep. and he overcame things. Like in he's the not right an way. assassin like, droid. But I he's love not an the response from Ahsoka when he turns the power off. And, he's you know, like, she and wouldn't do that. Sabine's like, oh no, he must have screwed something up. And she's like, he wouldn't do that. And she's like, out the door, lightsabers yeah. out. Like, right, fucking, right. Let's go. There's so much belief in each other. Like, she believed in Hu Young. Like, she, it, ah, the character development just... between these characters and just Hu Young being what he was. Like, and then he was like, help, 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 help. I was just like, worried that, was that so they were going cool. to like make him fold over and like give up. And but to see him like use the stuff that you saw in episode three when he was training Sabine, you saw him actually use that same stuff with the extra arms and the, the actual he he knows how to fight because he's always training Jedi. To see that him, <laughs> right. it, it was so cool to like see them build upon that. I kind of feel bad for the these assassin droids. They're like, all right, now assassin droids, all you got to do is go capture this droid, okay? And then they yeah. show up, and he's like, "I've trained ten thousand Jedi." Yeah, and he's like, I'm gonna fuck you up. The choreography was really good for the droids too. Like, it felt, 
it felt real. I remember thinking in episode two, like Sabine was fighting droids and like elbowing him in the face, and I was like, "Get the fuck yeah, out of here! You're right? not elbowing They're a robot. They're made of steel. <laughs> you can kiss my ass. Have you ever fucking touched steel? If you elbow it, you cry." Yeah, I think my <laughs> favorite what part of that fight was the very last kill. When uh, uh, Sabine like roped the droid by the feet and pulled it straight into Ahsoka's lightsaber, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was what. Oh man, they're they're dual fighting. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I it, it's reminiscent of like the first Avengers movie because in the first Avengers movie they had like all these superheroes come together and they were like doing shit together and like Iron Man was like shooting shit off of Captain America's shield and it was like ricocheting into stuff and like when when Sabine and Ahsoka was like fighting together you could see they were working together and and who young even said he goes stay together you're better that way and the moment okay. they fucking separated <laughs> yeah that shit goes down i like that these idiots can't listen to the droid i like that um there was a stark difference between sabine fighting as a mandalorian when she had her helmet on and she used it in her pistols Versus Sabine fighting with a lightsaber, like you could oh, tell that's a good point. there was yeah, a difference. Yeah. Like Sabine was a much better fighter because she was comfortable as a Mandalorian, right? She was using her pistols, she was flying, using her fucking little cable that she was pulling people with. And as soon she as she understood. puts a light, right, exactly. As soon as she puts a lightsaber in her hand, she becomes super wobbly. She's unbalanced. She she's she's not near as good. Mm-hmm. And I like that they made that distinction. Yeah, I well, like the- that the helmet came off and they focused on it, and then they went to that. That's. That's cool. That's really cool. I like that. So the last thing we... I was gonna say on Sabine, because I forgot to mention it, because you said, you know, when she starts using the the lightsaber, it's like she's powerless, right? I think she even says, yeah. Shin even says that you have no power. If well, they it's because she like, like stuck her hand out like she was gonna use a jet. I love that. I love that Shin flinched, like anticipating to be hit yeah. with like, some sort oh, of force. Oh shit! Power. And then she was like, Oh, oh never mind. <laughs> oh, you if weak as did, fuck, girl. Like, if they did fully turn her, like, from what I understand, if you're trying to draw on, like, the Force from a dark side perspective, it's more about, like, passion, right? Yeah. It's not, like, I think, like, innate Force sensitivity is less of an issue if you're, like, a dark sider, right? So, that would be an interesting road for her to go down. Yeah. Yeah. I would love so, to see dark side Sabine. I want something so wild to happen... But I think we need to talk about the big thing. Before we yeah. do big talk thing. about the world between worlds, I have one one quick comment, which is, did you guys get PTSD when the hyperdrive went through the other ships about Radis? Yes. Oh, I knew it. I was like, oh, God, this that is where fucking Hera dies. I feel yeah, like I they was... made that ship a circle on purpose. I feel like they also, that was another way to <laughs> retcon the sequel trilogy is because yep. when they... When they went to hyperdrive in the sequel trilogy, everything was fucking destroyed. Blah, and blah, so, blah. like a super and, star destroyer. And so, by doing this, well, that's in none it of had this mass in the middle, though. This time, there was no mass in the center of the circle, so they just kind of got spun around. Don't try to yeah. defend it. Yeah, I, I no. I, that's why they made it a circle, like Halo. I think this was definitely a, a way for them to, a, a low key way for them to be like, yeah, no, that's kind of crazy. I I do think that. I don't know. Hera, Hera Can you imagine had they killed a, off Hera in this episode too? She's been such kids. a side. I know she's gonna eventually come to be a bigger character. Like I, I think they I just have to. 
but they she has been such a sidecar character this whole show. Man, I think the I best think thing about Hera I... is her ass, but the rest of her ain't shit going on. I but I like could I watch Hera walk is. down a hallway all day. I think I figured out what it is about Hera that is off-putting. It's that I think she has contacts in that make her eyes lighter. And it, it yeah. well, they make her they're green as fuck, like right. super duper I, I, green. That's not her natural eye color. I think the contacts. If she had, if she didn't have those contacts in, I don't think she would look as weird. There's something about those contacts that make her look weird. Also, yeah. side note, I I know I know we're an audio medium. I put a picture of her and the other lieutenant into our <laughs> chat, and I just wanted oh, to point God. out how fucking stupid the badge, the like fucking republic army badges are in this fucking show it's like oh for like i the have rank. a square with one blue dot and you yeah. have a square with five red dots it's like well, somebody it's, fucking it's took that out of the lego box no it, i mean it's all the same uniforms from the you know the 70s right so where the fuck <laughs> are you posting this stuff because i'm looking staff at staff general chat. staff general dude i don't see that's the one you didn't look we at. will put this in the episode images channel in discord yeah anyway it's like when you tell listen. me tell me you didn't spend a lot on the budget for the fucking badges on the uniforms with oh man those are dog in. shit they're dog so shit bad dog i mean shit it's Landia. no different than them using that the same looks... like computer controls dude, they've used since one the original of my movies. favorite things about that square with a dot holy <laughs> smokes that is horrible one of my favorite things about like the imperial uniforms and stuff is that their insignias and shit always look so fucking badass yeah. and that just looks like someone was like hey we got all these uh two by two business cards that we don't know what we're doing with let's put some dots on them and that can be our badges and they staple them to the shirts yeah. like retards <laughs> we don't even have like pins just gonna staple them because we don't have that's all we got we're the rebellion we got staples Look, it's called oh. the New Republic. Like they got yeah, they're still figuring oh it out. They're God. still figuring it out. So they, give I mean, some funding. So give some background guy. on the world between worlds because I didn't see Rebels. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I it's actually started in the Clone Wars. Okay, yeah. and then it's and then it went to Rebels. Yeah, it was more but explained the, the, in Rebels though. So the Clone Wars kind of starts with Ahsoka meeting the daughter and the son of the Force, and like the father is that what he's called? Yeah, yeah. the father. Yeah, it's more it, and, on and Mortis, like, by the way. Th that's on Mortis, and like there's this really weird arc that turns out to be fucking amazing. But like later on in Rebels, at one point Ahsoka is fighting um, Vader, which is like the pinnacle of season two. Yep. And it's possibly one of the coolest fucking things that's ever happened in Star Wars history. Um, but Ahsoka loses. She gets her ass fucking kicked like she should. She dies. And she, she, does. she gets pulled into the world between worlds essentially by the daughter, I think. Like, it's, it's not really explained who, what, how it happens, but she gets pulled into the world between worlds, which is like uh, this in-between purgatory type of thing. I thought and Ezra pulled her out. Is it Ezra? Ezra, I, you was, find out you don't know who it is. You don't know who it is, and then in and at the end of whatever season four, you find out it's Ezra. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So, so she gets pulled into this essentially purgatory world, and the world between worlds is a time like you can travel through time. Yeah, it's essentially Star Wars version of time travel. Like, yeah, it, and it, it, but it, it's it's not used in a way that's so abusive of time travel. You know what I mean? And one thing you'll see is this little green bird. And what's he called, Scurvy? What's, what's she called? The, oh, the I don't remember. The, 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 it's, I forget it's the, the daughter. It, it's, 
I don't remember. But essentially, the little it's green the bird, and you can see this throughout like a lot of the the, the series and stuff. It's the daughter yeah. of the Force, and it's like essentially Ahsoka's becoming Morai. the daughter. Looks like it's called Morai. Yeah. yeah. So essentially, Ahsoka's becoming this daughter of the Force in some manner of form because she had this interaction on Mortis with them, and she's just this embodiment of the light. Yeah. Her 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 lightsabers are white. Like everything she does is surpassing the Jedi. The Jedi were never light side. They were just Jedi. They were like light side is even far beyond it right and like i think the like whenever she lands in the world between worlds it's essentially she's gotten saved from death and she's placed into this purgatory land where things could be different yeah you can see anakin, like multiple like iterations anakin's older yeah. anakin's older there he's visibly older and I hope that she uses some kind of alternate reality and Anakin is older and not turned. And, like, this is some kind of, like, hey, Snips. And, like, this he understands it. I, I don't know what's going to happen. It's so fucking crazy. But the fact that you hear hey, Snips. Oh, man. That was it. Like, yeah, so, for us like. Clone Wars fans, go, go Scurvy. I've talked enough. So, well, I think yeah, I mean, basically be... the world, of, world Between Worlds is like this, like. Like like Min said, kind of this, it's almost like in between life and death type deal, where um, you can see like, it's just like a you're knocked out and it's a dream montage like in all those other. Well, you can like see not, like events that are happening out. You're in different literally times. Caught. You're you're yeah. pulled into this. And like like Min said, like when she when she woke up and she got and and she hears the hay snips. First of all show aside as anybody who's ever seen the Clone Wars or anything like that like the Hey Snips thing being able to see that like first time live action was probably like the greatest moment of it, it, it was it was like <laughs> it, I mean, it was if pretty you're like a awesome. super duper weirdo fan like we are it was almost a little tear wrenching you're like yeah. oh shit god damn it like it brought like this squeeze to your heart and I like, will damn. say they did a much better job on the deep fake on Hayden Christ- Christensen than they did on in Kenobi show <laughs> And Did I think it's because it he's Kenobi? supposed to. Be, I think he's supposed to be a little older here too, because I think. Yeah. I hope that there's something. You hope that there's some representation of him if he hadn't turned, kind of. Yes. Thing. Right. I yes. hope that we like we just go into this wild. Like I'm so bored, with the same story. Like you said, oh, it's just like the same thing. Or like we've all said, there's a lot of repetitiveness. If they go into this wild, like what if he didn't turn type thing, and like we pull this. Not necessarily multiverse, but like if they utilize the world between worlds to do so much more with Star Wars, I'm I'm for it. There's so many more stories want, that can be told. Man, I'm I'm for some weird shit, and like that is so easy to retcon the the Disney trilogy if you all wanted that. I'm not necessarily proposing that, but like it's so easy to say. Now we're gonna go follow. I, I don't this think they can universe. retcon it, but they can definitely present it as an alternate reality type. It, of exactly, movie. exactly. And like, I mean, they've done that so well with Marvel, except for after they did it, it turned into a piece of shit. But I it think it would be an Star interesting Wars, thing though if like she's taking light side Anakin and he's helping her defeat dark side Anakin the big, type of thing or the something. The big theory I see right now is that we're going to see Ahsoka fighting Anakin on Mustafar. And that would be such wow, an inter- like such a wild like concept is like to There's see- so much fucking cool shit they could do with yeah. this. And I think that's why we're so excited about episode four. Is because so much cool shit happened, but we're like, 
Like we haven't even talked about the Night Sister stuff, and I'm hyped about that. But everything else that has happened is like, fuck. Where are they gonna go with this? It's I'm so excited. Yeah, I like. There's a lot of cliffhangers that could go in multiple directions. That's that's mm-hmm. exciting to me. Mm-hmm. So we haven't exactly. really given uh, we haven't really given our ratings. Uh, do we want to give some ratings on this? Yeah, I will go ahead, and this is going. I, I, it's a ten out of ten for me. I mean, it was a fucking amazing episode. I mean, I would easily put it in top three episodes of me like yep. i would have like yep. like mando season two um the season finale for me and luke yes yeah and this yeah. and or then like andor the jail heist. The, the the andor heist like th- this is up yeah. there with those episodes it was an absolute phenomenal episode mm-hmm. I, I cannot believe that that dave filoni i cannot believe that like disney seemingly gave filoni the reins to do whatever the fuck he wanted and he's hit it out of the park <laughs> I honestly I- could not believe it when that happened. More from like a, because um, I didn't watch the Clone Wars as much as you, and I didn't watch it when I was like younger, so it, it wasn't like a nostalgic thing. But it was more like, I cannot believe they are letting him do this. I know. I right? know. It's wild. When, like when I saw the world between worlds, when she woke up, and I, <laughs> I, I immediately I was like, holy shit. Like I, I literally said, "Holy shit!" Because I didn't think that that was ever like when when I saw yep. it on live fucking screen, I was like, "This can be," and I don't know what's gonna happen, but this can be, this can be what makes Star Wars like great again, like different. <laughs> it, it, like I like Star Wars no matter what, and like I don't want I don't want to be like, "Oh, it sucks now." Like there's been a lot of good Star Wars that's come out. But I think this Star Wars can like expand into such a great universe because we have Night Sisters, we have Thrawn, we have new bad guys, we have the world between worlds. We have what Ahsoka. I really like about it is it's pandering to the really hardcore Star Wars fans who have seen everything, and and Disney especially doesn't usually do that. They pander to yes. the, the main audience of yes. the people who are not huge Star Wars fans and they're trying to engage them and get them interested. And so right. oftentimes well, you're like, you know how many times like as, as a Game of Thrones fan, as a Star Wars fan, you're always like, you almost kind of feel pretentious when you talk about it sometimes. You're like, well, I feel like they should have done this because of this. And everyone's like, I don't care, man. That was a cool lightsaber battle. And you're like, all right. Right, whatever. right, right, like, right. That, that type of person is Sequel who fans. I feel like, yes, Disney has pandered to those people and this episode especially felt like disney was saying let's throw those really big star wars fans a bone and yeah. say here this episode is for you and that's honestly I that i i think the whole se- the whole series has been that i think that the first two episodes did what they were supposed to do which is be an intro right the third episode was a segue and the fourth episode is like all right are y'all fucking time ready for, for the this? punch in the face? <laughs> Are y'all ready for this? Like this is when it begins. Like yep. we just showed you how we got here. All right, we gave you the intro. That was everything. I am so fucking hyped for the rest episode of this series. Five. So what's your score, man? It's a ten out of ten. Absolutely. Okay. This episode is a ten out of ten, bar none. There was so many good fights. The the choreography was good. There was some things that I will say that is annoying, and I want to point out two things that I think is like... I, I just wish people would stop doing this. Why are you rolling everywhere? <laughs> Zelda why, rolling? Why is Link Sabine rolling? rolling? 
Uh, oh, roll move. You're not even dodging anything. You're just rolling. Like, that's the stupidest fucking maneuver I've ever seen. Stop rolling. You What's don't the need thing? to roll. The it's other the, uh... thing... <laughs> what? what? Sorry, it just... Everything reminds me of Galaxy Quest when they're, like, uh, exploring the rock planet and Tim Allen's character is rolling everywhere for no reason. They're all just walking behind him. Roll move! Roll move! What the fuck is this? And the other thing is, is, like, I really like the choreography, but please stop trying to do flips. It's like rolling, but when Ahsoka runs up to a wall and does a flip, I'm like, you didn't need to do that. Like, yeah. that... That didn't you you didn't gain anything in this fight from doing a roll or a flip. Those are stupid moves. Yep. Okay? Stop, Stop rolling and flipping. I I'm I'm totally cool with being a little extravagant cuz you're a Jedi. You got to be like, I knew the four, I can do the thing. But like, you straight up rolled for nothing. But you flipped and like there was no lightsaber like swinging at you underneath or anything. Like, stop doing that shit. But it was still time. Otherwise, Still, it's 10 out of 10, 100%, because that storytelling was really good. And then one thing we didn't touch on that I want to touch on real quick is that the the, the Elsbeth, the, the Night Sister chick, is killing it. Oh, she's doing good. She yeah. is remarkable. Her acting is great. Her power feels it feels like it's there without her doing anything. She's done nothing other than be. Yep. And she's felt like she's in control. She's like, I don't give a fuck. Go into hyper. Like, do it. Let's go. Like, she's not afraid. She's competent. She's capable. She is the epitome of, a, of like, a female character that you're like, it, she's just doing what she does, and she's strong because of it. I love this character. I love that she's a night sister. I cannot wait to see more night sister shit on screen and what she does. 10 out of 10 on this episode this was a perfect piece of TV. Like, like this was so, fun. I, 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 so ha- I was I, happy to watch it. I'm going to give it a nine. Um, I think Whoa. it was great and it was wonderful. But for me, the bar is Andor Heist's episode, and <laughs> I just, I, I don't know that there will ever be another episode that I enjoyed as much as that one. And the main reason, like, the Andor Heist episode had a lot of cool shit happening. So did mm-hmm. this episode, but the tension from that episode like you can't <laughs> yeah. recreate it i i i was enjoying a lot of the stuff that happened in this episode but i wasn't like so invested in like what was happening to the point where i'm like on the edge of my seat going what the fuck is going to happen next like there were there were parts of it like some of the lightsaber scenes where that was the case but right. the entire 45 minute episode or whatever the fuck it was for the highest episode i'm on the edge of my seat like what the fuck is going to happen next like, <laughs> yeah. I, to right, me right, that's right. the I, bar I that. yeah no, that's the yeah. bar and this got close but it, it didn't have that like it didn't have the that, tension of like what the fuck is happening that i yeah. felt from that episode yeah i, I, I that's totally totally acceptable like kind of re- like correlation i mean that's a badass bar to be put against though yeah well, i think part of yeah. it too and why it's obviously clearly 10 out of 10 is like where we're going <laughs> from here like next yep. episode n- setting aside like everyone's excited for the world between world stuff right right we might also get thrawn drawn and ezra use on vong or grisk finding out whatever oh my god format. if the use on vong show up i'm fucking done 
Andor <laughs> might be second. Like, if the Yuuzhan Vong show up and we go into that fucking story, nah. And, like, Jason's and we, here. There's just so much going on. And we might get, like, I am waiting for the scene between uh, Balin and Sabine where, like, they have that conversation and then the handcuffs come off, you know? That one that is mm. obviously coming. I want to see a scene between Balin and Anakin. I just want to see, like, how that... I don't know what it would be, but because there's this world between worlds and now Anakin is a player... It could be anything. It could do anything. Anything. And if Anakin shows up and talks to Balin, I... Like, Anakin is, like, (laughs) the most confident motherfucker you ever met in your entire... He's more confident than Menalius. He goes, goes, oh, oh, you're a badass? Well, I chop dicks off for a living. (laughs) So welcome to dick chopping land. I'm about to fuck your world up. I'm Anakin Skywalker, motherfucker. I started a legacy. What okay. I want to see is him going to show Ahsoka um, that like nothing she could have done, like that like nothing could have stopped yes. him from turning. So yes. that he's going to show yes. her like, the multiverse of what would happen. But it's like a scary movie version, and they just show all these random characters going to try to stop him. Like Jar Jar Binks shows up. He's just like, oh my god, yeah, fuck And him yeah. just like killing every character in the universe. Just, nope, Jar Jar didn't oh, yeah, Nobody mean... could have stopped me, not even Padme. <laughs> no. I was going to choke a bitch. You mean right? what Revenge exactly. of the Sith was supposed to be? Him killing all these badass characters? Not just younglings? Right. Yeah. I know we listen, like us some listen. youngling deaths. Man. We loved when kids die, okay? <laughs> George Lucas knew. He's like, if there's... He could kill badass Jedi's like Kit Fisto. But if he kills a child, everyone will love it. What and, if they're there and he goes in the world between worlds? He's like, hold on a second, Ahsoka. And he goes back into the temple and kills Reva. And then just pops back in. He's like, yes. I have to take care of that oh, real quick. <laughs> he's like, one sec. Okay. He's like Deadpool. He's like Deadpooling. Like a Deadpool like, retcon, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, hold on a second. He stabs him like six more times. Like, that shit was stupid. And then he just like moves on. She'll still survive. Um, yeah, she still survives. She's like, I got eight holes in my chest. I don't know what happened. Anakin killed me, and then Anakin killed me again seven times. But and then he popped into a, 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 I don't know. So, Venom, you're a 10 out of 10? Definitely. Yeah, okay. I do think it's funny that all of us have the the same three episodes as like our top three Disney. Uh, oh yeah. TV oh, absolutely. Mando season two season finale. I mean that that Luke moment probably made us all like tear up even. In, it, whether you teared up on the outside, you teared up on the inside. Oh yeah. You saw you saw Luke showing up, and you're like, I've waited forty fucking years. <laughs> whether we're forty years old or not, we've waited yep. that long. I for think Jedi my... for Jedi Luke to show up and be and a badass. Not just be a badass, but be an unstoppable force comparable to Vader. And he showed up after you seen these fucking dark troopers kicking ass and, and Luke showed up and he goes, I fuck bitches up. And that was such a cool scene and what we all wanted. That's what we wanted from the sequels. And we got this garbage can. And when they gave us that I mean, what do you do other than just, like, feel good? And I'm going to go watch that scene. Cry. I'll be back. It was so good, dude. Fuck, man, that was... So... I, I'm a big Luke fan. I, I've always loved, like, Luke... I, I grew up on Star Wars. 
I love Luke. I love his story. I love everything. He starts out as a farm boy, ends up as a Jedi Knight. Like it's such a cool. No, arc. he ends up as a Jedi Master trying to kill his nephew. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> I, I don't know what that you're talking about. He ends up as a Jedi Knight. Okay, he fights Darth Vader and the Emperor, and that's the end of the movies. <laughs> okay. So, but no, have... it's just great, great stuff. Do we have any, um, I don't know, anything we haven't talked about yet about the episode or any closing thoughts on it? Um, I mean, I, I just I just really hope they, they keep going with this. This is, it's like almost like weird being this good. Like you don't expect it at this point to be this good. And so every episode I watch, I'm like, I'm just waiting for them to ruin it. And so far they haven't. So Dave Filoni, and Dave Filoni we trust. What do you guys yep. think about Jason Sindula? Is he going to be important? Is he, is he going to finally f- sit in the reins of what Jason Solo was supposed to be? Or is that has that I ship don't know. sailed? I don't know where he's going to go, and I find him an odd character. He's going to go Honestly. to Luke's temple and get killed by Kylo. I, I really don't <laughs> like... I, I don't really enjoy... I, I don't understand where he's going to go. I hope it's an interesting, but I, I, I feel like he's such an afterthought. I, I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah. I think it's going to be a whole lot of nothing, and I think eventually, maybe down the road, he'll get his own spin-off show. I, yeah, I like think that. it's prep for something that... Yeah. Like, like they called him Jason on purpose. Like yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of things that I, I just feel like aren't necessary and I don't care about. I, I really like... Like, anytime Hera's on the screen, all I'm thinking about is that ass. Um, so I don't know anything about Jason, because I'm just like, damn, Hera. I think... God, damn. They, the, they had to give you baggy pants, because that shit was fine. I think the best part of the series so far is that we're already on episode four, and we're already, three out of the four of us are giving it a ten out of ten, and our average score is, in, what, a nine and a half out of ten, or nine point seven point well, seven. And we haven't even beep, gotten... Beep, beep, we haven't even gotten Thrawn, <laughs> live-action Thrawn, or Ezra yet. So the ep- I mean, the series is yeah. only going to get better from here. And well, what's crazy I, to me is we a- have all the trailers are burned. Like we have not seen a sing besides Hera landing on the stupid planet or Thrawn episode. walking. Yeah, or Thrawn walk. We haven't gotten a single yeah. hint of anything else that's coming. What so. what I'm really happy about is is that the storytelling is. Not necessarily formulaic, but it's following a path that feels good. Yeah. I feel like they've done a good job of introducing people with the first two episodes, and that was pretty much done perfect. If like I, I remember I didn't give them perfect scores, and I'm not going back to give it perfect scores, but the introduction into this series from a virgin that hasn't watched Rebels, essentially, right? is really good. It, it did a really good job of introducing you. The third episode did a really good job of saying, hey, now that you've been introduced, let's go here. And they've done that. And then the fourth episode, they were like, let's go. your fucking mind. I will say that. <laughs> Are you fucking ready for this shit? And then you were like, I'm fucking ready! I'm fucking ready! And then it happened. I will say that, like, just talking about this with you guys, like, hypes me up about it a lot more because there's so many little details that, like, I watched both episodes twice and I still miss little things. And there are obviously things I'm going to miss just because I haven't seen Rebels. But, like, it definitely mm-hmm. just to hear all the different perspectives on all the different stuff that's happening makes it more this, way more hype. This is probably one of my favorite segments because of the same reason. Like, there's lots of things that were pointed out to me that are now, like, staples to when I look at the show. Like, I think Darth Venom in the last episode was like, 
Oh, do you see the uh, the Padawan um, tail? Yeah. On on uh, on on Shin Hadi, and Shin I was like, Hadi. I did not. But now every time I see, her, I'm like, man, this is a Padawan. Like it changed it changed my entire. Not necessarily like I didn't think that she was something, and then changed how I think she is now. But it gave me more depth to that character. And that, that also able- that also like solidifies my feeling about uh, her master and how he's conflicted. He he's like right. s- he's moving towards the dark side, but yet he's still embracing some things about being a Jedi, like having his Padawan have a braid, like things like that. Like I I think one thing about the Sith, and if you like look at any of the Sith, they never thought they were bad. Right, I mean, they always were doing things because they thought. This was what would be the best thing for the universe. Whether it was whether it was fucked up, you know, everybody thinks they're the good guy in their life, right? You never think you're the bad guy. And the Sith always had this like conflicted like the emperor was like, "Oh, I want to rule the galaxy and bring peace." You know, maybe that was the conf- like like a, a facade <laughs> of his opinions. I mean, Sidious but, is absolutely the one when I where, who I think of, and I think no, that's bullshit. There's like he ha- he would have right, to be right, a right. psychopath they, to think what he was doing was the right. That's thing. the point, though. Is like the, they're psychopaths. That's the point. Is like they always think they're doing the right thing, even if it kills millions of people. Right. Well, the Balin might kill millions of people, but even he argues with her, with Ahsoka about killing people. But Balin's doing fucked up shit too. Sith always believe they're the good guy. Everybody thinks they're the good guy in their story. So it's interesting the, to see where it's going to go. The title of the episode is "Fallen Jedi," and if you look at all the characters, it very aptly named because all the characters that are in the episode. So Anakin, a fallen Jedi, uh, right. Balin and Shin, a fallen Jedi. You could argue by the, by the end of the episode, Sabine is a fallen Jedi and Ahsoka, literally a falling Jedi. <laughs> well, also, ah, also she, she, she <laughs> abandoned the Jedi. <laughs> falling. <laughs> I'm glad Min got it like a minute later. I wanted to bring I'm this too up. Busy talking about how hype I am. God I almost I wanted to bring this up, and we can we can end the segment. I saw a lot of people upset that Ahsoka seemed to kind of get her ass kicked, and like I saw people are like, "Well, you, you know, the Ahsoka that I wanted to believe in was this like you know super powerful." But I love Morons. that Disney is I letting the heroes lose. lose. That is one thing, and we, we you kind of hit on it early. I think Fierce hit on it earlier. The fact that Disney is letting the heroes lose is a freaking... It, it's totally different than Disney of the past, like, you know, the Avengers. They don't let them lose. Like, Ahsoka losing to Balon and, and, and seeing her, like, get kicked off the cliff, like, that was such a good moment she for me. She straight up lost. It wasn't like a, oh, she's well, going to jump back up. She's yeah. fighting with one hand. Yeah, well, I so. mean, she was fighting... No, no, no. It seemed like she was fighting with, like, her non-dominant hand, but... I, she was using a form that she understood. Just because you don't use two sabers when you have them available doesn't mean you're crippled. Okay? She also got but also, by Night Sister magic, so that probably didn't Okay, help. okay, but but still, the, the point is is that the reason for her losing is good for storytelling. Yes, you, you need don't her make her all-powerful. You need your heroes to lose. Yes. If they're omnipotent, it's boring. We need her to not win. She's not going to beat Balin alone. What's going to happen is that her and Sabine are going to finally say, Can let's be that? together. And then they're going to beat him together. But I don't think Balin 
is the big bad of this story anyway. You think Morgan is? Or you think Thrawn is? I, I think Thrawn oh, is. Oh, Thrawn is Thrawn's for sure. going to yeah. show up and have so yeah. much unbelievable control of the situation that it's going to it's going to change this whole story. When Thrawn shows up, if if Thrawn is portrayed the way he should be portrayed, and I think he will be. I'm pretty confident in, in how they're going to record it. The books, please. I, prepare I the feel books. like Thrawn is going to be in so much control that his presence is going to just strike fear yep. into people even like Ahsoka. I think it's going to... I think that he's going to be the pinnacle of this show, and if they record him right, because if you've read the books, Thrawn ain't afraid of nothing. He makes Jedi shake in their boots. Like, that was how imposing he, he was. His, impo- like, I think there's, what is his ability? Imposing presence or something like that, right? Like Fracture. He, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> that character, if they can portray him right, I think Thrawn is going to show up and blow this shit out of the water. I'm so I'm ten out of tening this episode, and I think if Thrawn shows up, I'm eleven out of tening this yeah. shit. That's why right. I didn't ten out of ten it because it got to leave it's it just, open. It's going to be so fucking good, man. Like I, if they do it right, I, I'm just really excited for Thrawn showing up because I think Filoni is a, is a hyper fan, and he's going to do Thrawn right. Well, I, I well, really think that it's gonna. I think it is exciting that this. It's it's exciting to me that this may not be the best episode of the season. What's right? What's great. We haven't <laughs> talked about it yet because obviously he hasn't been in the show yet. But with Thrawn, they literally got the voice actor from Rebels to be Thrawn. So you got the guy who knows Thrawn probably the best out of most people to play Thrawn. So it's not like you just pick some random guy off the street. Like this guy understands the passion and and who Thrawn is to play. I'm Thrawn, disappointed so they I, didn't pick Elon Musk to play Thrawn. Yeah, well, yeah. If it was up to CG, they would have. Good grief! So. Would not have been a good accent. Yeah. No. Uh, but no, I think no. it's great episode. I, I'm, I'm super I'm stoked. I'm so for the next fucking one. hyped for the future. Yep. So man, I haven't been this hyped since Andor. And you know, you know, Andor was not that long ago. I'm pretty excited for the future of um, Disney Star Wars if they can continue to look at what's succeeding and what we're hype about. Do not make Book of Boba friend. Do not let me ever see Boba Fett riding a rancor and being a bitch to a mayor. Like, I don't want to see Book of Boba friend ever again. I want to see this shit. I want to see chaos, and I want to see conflict, and I want to see people that are struggling through their emotions. Like, focus on the characters. I want to see what's up with Ezra. Where the fuck's Ezra? Ezra? Ezra's interesting, but like... I, I, I like Balin so much. I mean, it sucks that like we're not going to get more Balin, but like his character, it, it feels so good. It feels so real. It, it like like you want to know more about why he has his conflict. He knew Anakin. He's got a red saber. He's obviously not a Sith. He's got a lot of conflict in him. Like I want to know more about this character. I haven't wanted to know more about a character in so long. For what, Star Wars? What I really want to know is what is in Fieris's Easter egg basket. Oh, man. Oh, shit. Can we hear about you, that? You took the, the bunny fire here? out. I was going to say, get ready for the uh, segment that's been renamed more than any other segment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which started off as what the fuck is this guy's name to what the fuck is this person's name to Fierce's Easter Egg Hour to Fierce's Easter Egg Minute and now it is called Fierce's Easter Egg Basket. 
Is that is that one of the Easter eggs? Oh, it's better. Is that, that's better that than, exploration. That we is just better than the corner one. Lore. Yes, Second in the lore. in the star, well, they'll talk about this in in someone out some other podcast. It'll be uh, <laughs> someone else's Easter egg basket talking about the Easter eggs from Fierce's Easter egg no basket. There is no way anyone's talking about our moron asses. That's Galactic true. War Report is listening. Like that could be some content we use. Oh. Look at these <laughs> fucking idiots. No, you never know. Hey, you never know. Do you remember um, when we did our first episode and we talked about all our critiques about? what should be in a good farming video and then yeah. uh intimidation put out a farming video that basically like down to like us saying that you should wear a suit was in his <laughs> Intim- uh, yeah that so was... imitation is the uh f- the finest form of flattery uh you never know who's going to take this content and turn it into new content someday wait wait, wait. intimidation made an in- imitation of our stuff and imitation is the finest form of flattery by Im- intimidation. Intimidation imitation is the finest form of swago flattery. Yes. <laughs> no, um, and, and actually, I mean, he he gave us credit in the beginning of his video anyway. He said that we were the inspiration for his intimidation imitation. That's a lot of words. Okay, I think we got some decent <laughs> ones today. Uh, like I said, the bottom, I, I am reaching to the bottom of the basket. Uh, well, maybe we should call it bot- instead of bottom of the backpack. It could be bottom of the basket some- someday. That's next episode, when it changes the next time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so uh, I, got a, I got a handful of different ones that, I, that we could go with here, but I think, I think the first ones that Are I'm going to talk about... hide them around the yard? We have to go look for them. We are. Oh going, man, it's yeah, like, the, go it's like the, the jokes. I got hunt. jokes. So um, these these next two that I'm going to talk about are actually um, are actually inverse Easter eggs. One is something that happens in every Star Wars movie, and one is something that has not happened in any Star Wars movie. Ooh. So Wait, what was the second one? What was the second one? Say it again. One, one is one has happened in all nine Star Wars movies, and one has not happened in a single Star Wars movie. Oh, I'm talking about wow. just the How- prequel sequels, main, you know, the main nine. Actually, I, it, no, might, no. it might be all eleven. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but it's definitely all nine. The first Do one. Do you is know the Wilhelm scream? <laughs> the one from uh, from uh, Mortis Bellbonds? Well, the Wilhelm scream is... <laughs> yes, is a... That is where the, it originated, yes. Yes, that's where it came from, right? Okay, so the the thing that has happened in every single movie, and it, 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 it was awesome because, speaking of Jason, uh, Jason Sindula, he almost said the exact word for words, which is every single Star Wars movie, someone has said, I have a bad feeling about this. Really? Huh. Yeah. Oh, that's good. What, what, can... Okay. Can you tell me all of them? Right I don't now? have the details. I, I'm just. This I'm is an so Easter fucking egg disappointed that in you, Fieras. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I have never been more disappointed in a human being in my entire life. You know what? Right I, know I handed you the trilogy. Easter egg. It's up to you to open the Easter egg and find out what candy is inside. That's not my yeah. job. That's a really good rebuttal, but I'm still I'm still sad in my in my soul. I mean, we can Google it as we speak. Yeah. Original uh, trilogy I mean, that... is it's Han in episode four, right? Of course, duh. It's Luke <laughs> in episode five. Duh. 
Go and it's Leia in episode here. six, right? Or those two? Battles? Okay, so I have it. I have it in front of me. So episode one, it's, The Phantom Menace. It is yeah. Jar Jar. Nope, Jar-Jar. it is Obi Wan Kenobi. Bad feeling. First line at the beginning when they are on board the Sakak, which I think is the. <laughs> oh, I have a bad feeling. And he says, about "I this. have a bad feeling about this." And then, then Qui Gon's like, "Like trust, you know, listen to the Force." Episode two, Attack of the Clones, Anakin on Geonosis when they're um, about to be executed by the the Reek and all the other monsters. He says, "I've got a bad <laughs> feeling about this." Okay, oh, rock and roll. Rock job, cool, cool, cool. Episode three, Revenge of the Sith, Obi Wan again, um, as they are approaching a large closing blast door on the invisible hand ship. Obi Wan says to Anakin, "I have a bad feeling about this." Yep, <laughs> yep, 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 yep. yep. Oh, it's in, it's in all of them. Uh, Solo, a Star Wars story. Uh, oh, actually, <laughs> they they made a they made a little bit of a meme out of it in Solo. Um, Han Solo. Han Solo, when he takes over piloting the Millennium Falcon out of the Maelstrom, he actually says, I have a really good feeling about this. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm liking this one. I'm Um, liking this. Rogue One, it is actually K2SO when they're entering an elevator with Jin and Cassian on Scarif before being interrupted by Cassian. He says, I have a bad feeling about the... And then gets cut off by Cassian speaking. <laughs> great droid right, in Star Wars. Right, I like it. Um, it's actually yeah, K2SO's great. it actually said, is said twice in Episode Four: A New Hope. Luke says it when the Millennium Falcon approaches the Death Star, and then Han Solo says it as the walls of the trash compactor begin to close in. <laughs> all right, all right. Cool. Uh, episode Next. Five: Empire Strikes Back. It's actually Leia who mm-hmm, says it mm-hmm. when she's inside the belly of the space slug right before the Minox appear. That's right. Wow. Episode 6, Return of the Jedi, it's actually CPO. Actually, twice. It's another double. C3PO says it to R2 and says, R2, I have a bad feeling about this as they're entering Jabba the Hutt's palace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. repeats it back to him. And, and then uh, Han Solo also says, I have a really bad can. feeling about this. After the Ewoks start the preparations to roast him, Luke, and Chewbacca on the spit. <laughs> right, yeah. I would have a bad feeling yeah, about that too, absolutely. Han. Han is obviously pretty smart. You know, he's like, okay, I'm about to, to get food. eaten. Uh, epi- I'm about to be eaten. I know these are your favorite three episodes saved for last. So episode seven, Force Awakens. Um, Han Solo says it after he finds out that the Rathars have been set loose on the freighter, the Aravana. Man, he always okay, has a bad okay. feeling about everything. I remember everything. that part remember of that, that movie. Uh, this is uh, this one's a little bit of a stretch. Um, in episode yeah, in episode eight, the Last Jedi, BB-8 says it in binary. He says, "I have a bad feeling no. about this." During the evacuation of Dakar, to which Poe Dameron replies, "Happy beeps here, buddy. Come on." <laughs> so, oh so that God. one was super and then, hidden. And then Leia Holy says, shit. "And then Leia says to Poe, just for the record, Commander Dameron, I'm on the I'm with the droid on this one." And then finally, okay. in episode nine, Rise of the Skywalker, Rise of Skywalker, Lando says it <clears throat> when the First Order army lands on the planet Pasana. Oh, I got a bad feeling about this, player. So it is every movie at this point, with with the exception of Solo, where they kind of made a, a little bit of a meme joke about it and said good feeling instead of bad feeling. But it has been in every every movie so far. I don't know why Lando had a bad feeling about it when, you know. Hmm. Well, really, could, I got a good feeling, Empire, honestly, baby. 
He was talking sorry, about the whole the... movie. He has said it a bad feeling. <laughs> yeah. <better. Yeah. laughs> I can't believe we recorded I mean, this bullshit. There's no way the First Order could have tracked them there unless they had some sort of super secret advanced <clears throat> necklace identification technology. So, Or like a dagger with a map in it. <laughs> a dagger that was from like thousands of years ago that lined up with... Okay, a... no, no, no. So I want to clarify Here something. I'm going to defend the, the sequels for a second because people are like, Ooh. why... Does C-3PO have this map? Why is he got R2 this D2, Sith language in him? What? You said C-3PO. I think you meant R2-D2. No, no, no. I'm talking about C-3PO, and he's like, he's got, he turns red, and he's like, I have this information for the Sith, or whatever the fuck. He, like, oh, turns evil oh, oh. for a second, right? He's got this language Red eye, or, or red eye is C-3PO? Right. So people are like, oh, why does he have that? Anakin planned on that, right? And that's, like, a stupid, like, okay... You remember episode five where he was deconstructed at Cloud City? Isn't it possible that Sidious implanted some information at that time period? It's possible. Um, and he got rebuilt with this thing put inside of him. I'm not a defender of the sequels. I'm a big old motherfucking hater. But I feel like acting like C-3PO having information inside of him and thinking like Anakin put it in there is the stupidest fucking thing. I, Star Wars fans are morons. <laughs> but like, if you look at it, like, he could have easily had information planted in Cloud City. Vader was fucking there. I just think it's funny that we were making fun of two ridiculous, like, stupid made-up items in that movie. One being the magic necklace that told them what fucking <laughs> hip-hop festival they were at or whatever it was that they identified. Oh, yeah, this is gangster right here. They told us to show up at third 317. And then the Sith dagger where if you hold it at the right angle, standing on a grassy hill, <laughs> oh, noon, man. it would show you the shape of the... That's what I'm saying. Like, the dagger was, yeah, like was thousands that part was and thousands of years dumb. old, but the, the Death Star or whatever the fuck she was looking at lined up was only, like, a couple years old, like it was. A yeah, so that perfect. that part was hella dumb. I'm not <laughs> defending that. That shit was hella dumb, like to the max. Like, are you kidding me? Like, what if it sank a little bit more? What if yeah. the rocks underneath <laughs> the ocean were like, we ain't that good this time, and then like, they broke a little bit, and it was a little lower, and they're like, damn, this map ain't right. That planet Still doesn't not. have uh, any erosion. Any <laughs> doesn't have. <laughs> Doesn't have yeah, plate there's shift. no water there. There's no, Whoa, there's no water on the planet except for it's in water. That's a dead planet without a moving core for continental shift, you know. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. Oh, no, we don't have erosion over here. Um, everything just sets there. Still, Stable. neither of those two items are as stupid as the Sith Wayfinder that they spend the entire movie searching for because they can't get to the super secret planet without the Wayfinder. <laughs> and then at the end of the movie... The whole galaxy just shows up, like, yeah. Find hey, we, we found y'all. <laughs> now right we there. just like Google it. We just saw y'all. We was like Googled it, and we was like, where the fuck y'all at? And then Google said, this coordinates is where they are. I also kind of like up. the fact that the Porgs were introduced into those movies because there were puffins on that island, and they had to hide them <laughs> with CGI. <laughs> I like that we're talking about the sequels. I you like can't help I like the sequels, though. all right. Even though we're on Ahsoka. I like everything Star Wars. So so we've talked about what every movie has. What does no movie have? Oh. 
What does no movie have? Um, a, a, a cohesive story. The word Ewok is not said in any of the movies. No. It's just somehow. How they told are they us, known that way? Someone Murder told Bears? us the name of them. It's it's like a cultural, well-known thing. Like Ewoks are one of the most well-known things about Star Wars, and their name is not wow. uttered in any single Star Wars episode. I, I, I'm sitting it's here right now, Ewok. few drinks okay. in, few smokes in, and I'm looking at my life, and I'm thinking, what? <laughs> because I'm amazed right now. That is that's mind blowing. You're right. And now that I'm thinking about it, that shit was never said. That's fucking crazy. We just know them as Ewoks. Yeah, I, I don't know. It must have been. I, I honestly don't know. I wasn't around in the '70s for it to happen. But there was a there 80s. was a cartoon show. There was a cartoon show. Yeah, it was definitely the '80s. Um, that that was like the Ewoks show, and then there was the the, the Christmas, Christmas special. <laughs> Have you seen that? Have you guys actually watched yes. that? And I have, no, I have like a serious, for real. Qu- serious have you question. Seen? Which is worse, the Ewok holiday special or the sequel trilogy? The Ewok special, 100 fucking percent. <laughs> that, is a, that is one of the worst pieces. <laughs> so okay. bad. Okay, but like, let, let, hold on. Before we get too deep, have you seen the two Ewok movies? Nope. There are two Ewok movies, live action. I'm not. I, I'll look what? them up for you guys. These are these are these are prequels to the cartoon series that had two seasons. Okay. Whoa. So this has all happened in the '80s. If you're not, if you don't watch this stuff, you're not true Star Wars fans. I've watched both <laughs> these movies. Um, they're terrible. Um, and then in the cartoon is where Nisa shows up. So Nisa. you guys got some fucking. Oh, he's, Princess Nisa. Venom's gonna watch it now that you said Nisa's in it. No, 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 for real. Like, you gotta watch these two movies. It, like, to me, I, I like bad movies. Like, I, if you can watch a bad movie and you can like have fun with a bad movie, right? Like, it's fun to watch a fucking bad movie, and it's Star Wars, so it's even more fun. Fucking Wicked is there. Paplu is there. J- Chief Chirpa. Like, all your motherfuckers are there. Is he Scout you know. there? Probably. He's, I mean, there's some motherfuckers with bows. I don't know. He was probably but, like, stealth. You there. probably didn't see him. But then there's there's these humans there also. And, like, man, I'm I, I'm not saying that you're like, oh, these are going to be great movies. They're garbage shit movies. But, like, if you like Star Wars and you like shitty movies and you want to have some fun, Ewok movies, which I'm going to tell you right now, one of them is called Caravan of Courage. And the other one, Caravan of Courage, an Ewok adventure. And the other one is called Ewoks, the Battle for Endor. The Battle for Endor the, is the, the sequel. The planet, not the player? Correct. <laughs> Let's do that again. The moon? Um, right. <clears throat> not the event. So, Caravan of Courage is where you start. That was 1984. 1985, they did Ewoks, the Battle for Endor. And it's a sequel. This is... This is Top tier cinema, okay, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you guys. <laughs> hey, I'm. I still have the 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 mind uh, mind of uh, basically any Star Wars content is good Star Wars content. I'm telling you, like I I love these movies and I love the the cartoon series not because they're great but because I love Star Wars and it's fun. It's funny to see these things. You get to see all these characters from Swago, like. Chirpa and and Logre and like Paplu and like they're there, 
Like, th these characters are represented in live action. It's fucking fun, man. Like, go give them a chance. Go watch these stupid-ass movies and then watch the cartoon series so you can see Nisa and then you can also invest in a character you shouldn't invest in. So this is actually a great... This is a great segue into listener questions. And the yeah, first yeah, yeah. listener question is actually really along the lines of what you were just talking about. Uh, it's from Malevolence, the he, creator he of He asked Malbot. about the Ewok movies? No, he wow. said... He said... What got you into Star Wars? What, what game, movie, or show? Was it something you drifted to, or was it nudged from a family member or friend? What got you into Star Wars originally? Right, right. Who wants to start? I think uh, we start I mean, with Scurvy. Or Scurvy can. Oh, well, Darth Venom already said so. Yeah. so Venom, go, go ahead. Well, I think... You know, being a kid in late 80s, early 90s, it was one of those things where when I was really Fucking little, it old was ass like... piece of shit. Shut up. Man, you old as shit. You with the same <laughs> Oh. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I can say that because I'm the I think it was one just here, one of those so things that old. it would randomly be on cable, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it would be on cable channels, on TV, in the middle of the afternoon. And they also used to run, like, um, especially during the holidays, they do marathons. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. Yep. yeah It'd be yeah, like, yeah. the uh, Thanksgiving Star Wars Marathon. And right, they'd right, run right. TBS. All, all three movies that existed at that, at that point. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I think I just watched a couple of them. You know, I'd watch it during those types of things when I was really little. And then I got the... You know what I'm talking about. The box set VHS. Ooh. Yeah, I think boy. We, all, we all had that. Come on now. That shit was fire. The one that had the interview with the Leonard Malton at the start yep. of each one. Yep. Yep. And yep, I, yep, yep. I watched those so much that like the tape in the VHS wore out. <laughs> and it, would ha it was like fucked up in a bunch of different parts. And I'd have to like fast forward because it would be like, like Satan spawn stuff happening. Um. But yeah, that's how that started. And I even remember he teased in that interview that there were new movies coming. And this was like, what, the early 90s? And it was like, oh my god, there's going to be new movies. There's going to be new movies. I am, I'm slightly younger than the rest of y'all. Not, 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 not that much, but slightly younger. Um, but I remember um, in 98, the, uh, the Phantom Menace had first like been teased it was or whatever. 99 are you f no no it had first been teased, teased. It, yeah yeah teased okay. in 98 right. and i was like this looks so fucking cool and so i told my dad i was like dad i want to go see this movie when it comes out and he goes well before you see that movie you have to watch these other three movies um okay. and so he we had them and we watched them and i watched them probably 37 times over the course of 12 months. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes um, sense. And yeah. that was the only, that was the stipulation. I had to watch the first three movies before, and it, it was just, from there on, I, dude, I just, Star Wars was the coolest universe. Like, nothing else compared, like, I grew up, like, my dad watched Planet of the Apes and Star Trek and all that shit like that. Like, all those universes were really cool, but Star Wars always just seemed way cooler than all the rest of them. Like, like Star Trek was just, like, second rent Star Wars. and, and, and <laughs> Oh, man, I got some controversial shit to say about that. And, and I I mean, I don't get me wrong, I like Star Trek, but, but Star Wars, to me, like, just personally, was just, the story was just better to me. I don't know. Um, but right. yeah, that was it. That was my, my dad. Like he, he said the only way I could go see Phantom Menace, which looked super cool at the time, 
uh, was that I had to watch the original three, and so I did, and I watched, like I said, I watched them probably about 37 times before I saw Fantamentus. Yeah. So, yeah. So for me, my, my story is somewhat similar. For me, it was my dad also. When I was young, you know, my parents got divorced when I was like seven, and so when I would go visit my me dad... Too. um we would watch Star Wars together, and obviously it was just the original three movies, and he told me all about it. We watched a lot of movies. You know, we watched Dune and a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was it, it was definitely, that was the start of it. I don't think it turned into an obsession until much later. Um, actually, it turned into an obsession back when uh, Darth Venom and I joined a gaming group called Ghost Legion, which was part of a larger... Yes. Um, a larger group of gamers called uh, LSF, which is what, like Last Starfighter League? Yep. And, uh, you know, there were different factions. There was the Imperials, there was the Rebels. We were in the pirate faction called Ghost Legion. Um, And basically, as a group, we just exclusively played Star Wars games like uh, X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. We had a huge presence in the original Star Wars Battlefront back in, like, early 2000s. But for Mm -hmm. me, like... When I really, really started to enjoy and get into Star Wars um, was when we played Star Wars Galaxies. I still have... I I think I might have played other games since then that I liked more, but that was the best MMO and probably the best Star Wars game that I've ever played. Spoiler, um, I I shouldn't have jumped into it so quickly, but the next question is going to ask something about video games Star Wars related. Star Wars Galaxies was such a cool fucking game. It had the best player economy of all time, and just it was so sandboxy. The character creation, like all of that, just got me so super into Star Wars. Uh, and that kind of the rest is history. I've just been such a big fan ever since. Waited in line 12 hours for the Phantom Menace, and we there was like a talent show. People were like fucking like uh, star was it uh, lightsaber fighting in the streets and stopping traffic. Like it was just fucking just a good time. Hmm. That's wild. Um, so as the last one to go, um, I, I honestly, maybe I have a bad memory, but I don't remember a time before Star Wars. Like, it's been something that's part of my life since I was a kid growing up, and like, my, I grew up on Star Wars, I don't even remember not knowing Star Wars. Like, I grew up on Nintendo and Star Wars. That's what, that's, that's, that's it. And not that I'm like older or anything it's just like it's always been one of those like like you said vhs's you had you always had the 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 set even before we had the the set man you had a fucking recorded off of tbs fucking yep (laughs) you pressed record on your vcr and you had the commercials and everything you know so i've always i've always had star wars as part of my life and like i've always really liked luke and luke has been I don't have like I, I don't idolize anybody in any way, but Luke has always been like the character that you're like he has the coolest arc. He starts as, you know, the farm boy, he ends up as the Jedi Knight, and he he goes from doofus to cool as fuck. Like it it's a good arc, it's fun, it's 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 a good character experience. The the bad guys are fun, they're cool, they're interesting. You don't even necessarily disagree with the bad guys. You you disagree with their like, their approach or like like I I just feel like there's a lot of good depth to the characters, whether it was meaning whether it was intended or not. Um, I've always really liked Star Wars and 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 the stories behind it. 
Um, as far I, I don't want to go into the games because I think that's like another question that's going to come up and like one of the things I want to talk about. Yeah, but... I kind of jumped the gun on that one. Um, but but like it's it's a basic story. Like Star Wars isn't a complicated story if you look at like four, five, and six. It's a samurai story. It's very much like oh like this guy did this and he betrayed and he fallen and then like I'm redeeming and blah, 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 blah. It's very basic, but it was told in such a fun way and the characters were fun and you, you gave a shit about them. If you want to make a movie or, or a show or anything, it's not about the story. It's about the characters. It's about who you care about. I like Luke. I wanted to know what happened with Luke. I liked Han. I wanted to know what happened with Han. I like roaring ass Chewbacca. He didn't have a single fucking line. I was like, <laughs> and like, I care about Chewbacca. If I care about Chewbacca, it's not because he said something that made me care about him. It's because the characters were given this depth and this understanding that made me want to care about them. Do right? you want to so hear like, a crazy story about that? I do. My second cousin, so like, kind of feels like a nephew, but it's my it's my cousin's kid, and his name's Kesa. And I went on a trip with my family, um, and Kesa was there, and he was like four or five years old at the time, mm-hmm, and he mm-hmm. talked my ear off about Star Wars the entire weekend. He knew every freaking character. He was like, <laughs> Luke did this, and then he, you know, his lightsaber was green, but then later he yeah. had, like, it was blue, and then it was later it was green, and, like, he knew every fucking thing about Star Wars, <laughs> and then I was like, That's awesome. so which one is your favorite movie? And he's like, I haven't seen any of the movies. And I was like, holy no shit. shit, you know more, almost more about Star Wars than I do, and you haven't even fucking seen the movies. You just know it. Man, and, I, and I was geez. like, how did you learn all this? And he's like, oh, well, in preschool, all my friends talk about it. And he like, learned everything there is to know about just Star Wars listening. just by listening to other kids talk about it. And Man. he like, knew fucking everything about it, and it was like the coolest thing. And that's, 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 and that know, just is lined up with what you said, which is like the characters are just such great characters that even someone who hasn't fucking seen the movies can get engrossed in them. Right, and, and that's what brings – like Star Wars is a cool universe, and we love the universe, right? We really love the universe, but I don't give a shit about this universe unless I care about the characters in it. And that's what the original trilogy did. It captivated me. It brought me in. I'm I'm old enough to think like, yeah, I was watching these on VHS. I was rewinding them fucking tapes. I was watching them again. Return of the Jedi was my favorite. Everybody's like, oh, Empire Strikes Back is the best. It was the best as far as a, as far as a movie that's like quality. Like if you're gonna like really nitpick it as like a a critic, it's the best movie. But for me, Return of the Jedi was fucking peak. TV. I'd watch that shit anytime it came on, anytime I got a chance, because, man, Luke was a Jedi. He was the badass. Like, it was the culmination of all the cool shit you wanted to happen. And that's why when he showed up in Mando, you were like, this is the guy I was waiting for. Yeah. This is the guy. I, I was waiting for this guy to show up, because I knew that this guy was there in Episode 6, but he had to fight Vader, right? So he couldn't be the baddest ass motherfucker ever because he had to fight Vader because Vader's way more badass. We know that. So when he showed up in Mando and you knew he was being a badass, you're like, I, I feel so good. I, I feel the same way. Grew- I really like Return of the Jedi. I think that's my my favorite movie as well. It's my favorite. It, it, like people give it shit because like the Ewoks or whatever. Like that shit was fun to me. I liked it. It was so. 
It was such a good story, and Han and Leia being separated from Luke was so good because it gave them their own character depth and like their connection and 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 the interactions between Luke and Leia and then Luke and Vader like there was so much good character building in that in that episode that I I I, I would say that's my number one. Like if we were gonna rate the movies, like oh everybody wants to do a list. Well, we Return got of the Jedi <laughs> number one. So like, that shit's great i spoiled it obviously but the last question that we're going to talk about today is from dj prof from yavin slash dj zex from ilum uh that asks essentially what non-swago star wars game is the best and i already answered mine i'm just gonna kind of summarize like star wars galaxy's overall best fucking star wars game and it was such a busted game half the time and that's what i loved about it <laughs> oh like, yeah like you mm-hmm. could just like abuse fucking everything. And, like I remember when the first time somebody busted out an ATST in the middle of the fucking town and like no one there was like eighty five people shooting at it and couldn't kill it and they were like just like <laughs> I just racked up eight hundred kills today from my fucking ATST and I still put it away and it didn't get blown up and it was just like so many things were so <laughs> busted in that game and I remember the first day Doctor Buffs came out, Darth Venom and I went and I was like a bounty hunter pistolier and he was a rifleman, and we both targeted the head pool, which basically um, <laughs> we both targeted the same. Like, in that game, you had head, body, and legs that you could shoot at different areas. And if you didn't specify with, like, what kind of attack you used, it would just hit a random pool. But when you had two okay. people shooting at the same pool, you could down them, like, three, four times quicker. And I remember, hmm. like, just sitting out there, and Dr. Buffs essentially increased your, like, different health pools by, like, tenfold so i had like 10 times as much survivability as fucking anyone else and we were making everyone else have low survivability because we were targeting their their mind pool and i was just sitting there downing people i want i forget i i went back through the combat logs at one point and um and i think before i finally got knocked down there was like 35 different people shooting at me and Holy I was shit. like knocking people down, and Darth Venom was sitting prone in the bushes, headshotting people. <laughs> yep. which could, in, in that game, when you, when you got knocked down, like like a lot of you know shooters, you're you're not dead. You somebody can come and revive you, or someone can walk over and death blow you. But right, right. Darth Venom was playing the class that had a ranged death blow, so I was just fucking knocking people down left and right. And before people could get over to heal them, Darth Venom was headshotting them and killing them. And it was just like I, we had to have killed. What a- nightmare. We had to have killed like 200 people and at one point we got overwhelmed and and the funny thing about that game was you could run back to your house. There was player housing in that game and we had a house (laughs) just outside of Anchorhead and when we started to like started the the battle started to turn in the tide of the we were imperials by the way uh and when the, the battle course, started to turn monsters. turn the tides towards the rebels we would just run back to my house and no one could fucking touch you in your house <laughs> but then we would fucking go onto the house permissions list and i would like peek out the window and see the name of a there's random a schlub army out there there's like there's like 80 people outside the front door running to try <laughs> they were trying to run and get into the house and uh, like I would, the big bad wolf is out there, but y'all can't. Y'all got a brick house. And, and I would look at someone's down. name out there and be like, "Oh, Jim." And then I would add Jim to the house permission list, and then Jim would run through the front door, and we would just fucking murder him. Like, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna add, I'm gonna add uh, you know, fuck you, Jim. Boba Fett, thirteen forty-five. I'm gonna add him to the permission list in my house, and that he guy come in, running through dead the door, motherfucker. And, and we would just, just keep killing kill people bitches. left and right. <laughs> 
there's so oh, many things. The body there were times the where we would show up to other people's house and we would stand us and like three, four, five people plus one ATST just standing on top of each other. And on radar to someone else, it looked like there was just one dude standing outside the door. And we would just <laughs> oh, knock God. and we'd be like, housekeeping, can you let me in? And they would open the door and the fucking ATST would just shoot him in the face. Oh, so good. Oh, my God. That game was so broken, but like you could have – there was so much. I was a bounty hunter, pistolier, creature handler uh, medic. That was my class because you could like as – That's as, not a class. That's five classes. But it was, it was one of those things where it was skill point based. So like if I shot with a pistol enough times and did enough damage with it, I would get pistol experience, which then I could put into bounty hunter or pistolier or whatever. Um, and right, then every time right. I healed someone, I would get medic experience. And, I, and every time I summoned a, you know, a creature, I would get creature handler experience. And like you just got all these different kinds of experience. And then you could send, you had a you had a max number of like skill points to put into different categories. And you could like hybrid into like four different things, or you could go straight real deep into the marksman. Like it was the wow. best class system I've ever seen. And the economy was so good. The economy was amazing because there was a class. Um, called architect who would build harvesters for people and then you had to buy the harvester from the architect and then you had to go out into the world and find the resource that you were looking for and well you i mean normally one person can't do all this so either you had to be a surveyor or you had to pay a surveyor to find a, a site right yeah and so like maybe you're trying to make the, the best pistol in the game and it needs carbosexium that was like this one resource we found an amazing node for and um, and somebody would be like, holy shit, there's a 995 carbosexium out of 1,000 out in on Dantooine right now. And all the fucking architects would go out there and drop like 15 harvesters and harvest all of it. And like you basically you, – you would need like three or four resources to build a gun. But the quality of the resources determined how good the gun was. And the gun was better than anything that dropped in the game. Like player-crafted weapons and armor were the best thing you could get in the game. And it was so great. Like the whole, everything was, it was just this ecosystem of everybody relying on everyone else. Like you had to go, when, when you went through a battle, you had to go back to the cantina and you had to watch the dancers and the singers to get your hit points back up. Um, and then doctor buffs and all these different things you would get from people. And like, nobody could do it all. You relied on other people and there were guild towns. Like you're, you're, you're basically, you would get together with 50 people and build a town and be like, okay, we got to save up for the fucking guild hall or the cantina or whatever. And like, there has never been a game that has come close to as epic and well-balanced and like just all around did everything just so fucking well in that game. Well, I don't know about well-balanced, and I don't want to turn this into a whole hour on Star Wars Galaxy. That's true. Do it. Man, but the two like, things my I game do, ain't going to got shit on that. Like, that was a lot. <laughs> just to give an example of how broken it was, because the shit was broken. I remember one specific time I logged on, and it was you and a couple of the people. I was like, oh, what are you guys doing? And you're like, uh, we put down a house on, <laughs> yes. what was it, a moon of Dantooine. <laughs> There's, like, a creature here that can't get onto our porch, and so we've been standing on the porch for 12 hours shooting a bunch of, like, yeah, monsters. Yeah, I think we were on Dantooine. I think we were on Dantooine shooting uh, panthers. We, we on did your this, porch. We did this. They couldn't get onto the porch, so we were able to... These were monsters that you shouldn't have been able to fight at our level, and we were killing them because they couldn't get into our house. But um, <laughs> and we did the same thing with a crate dragon. Man, I love the fucking like early two thousands gaming. <laughs> yes. It was such a fucking shit show. 
God, everyone was like, we don't know what we're doing, but we're trying to do internet. We did and, the like, same the internet thing. is super complicated, y'all. We did the same thing with the Crate Dragon. There was a Crate Dragon was like the biggest fucking thing in the game, and we passed it into the back of our house, and it couldn't get past the house <laughs> to get to us. And so we had like 45 people standing on the other side of the, sh- the house shooting at the Crate Dragon as it couldn't path around our house. It was so fucking amazing. And I those, I mean, we give shit to like CG and like game companies now. That is something that wouldn't get fixed for like six months back then (laughs) yeah like that shit didn't get fixed no there wasn't updates for all of you youngins back when warcraft 2 what you bought is what you got (laughs) when you played warcraft 2 you played warcraft 2 you that was the end of it there wasn't a warcraft 2.1 there wasn't a warcraft 2.27 there was warcraft (laughs) 2 yeah Warcraft, That's Warcraft what you was played. so amazing. Them dragons did the same damage 58 years later. That's true. No they, hot fixes. If you, if you download Warcraft 2 right now, them dragons do the same damage. <laughs> I love <laughs> They do the same. You did the, the funny thing, another funny thing about that game was I originally rolled Wookiee as my race, and I found out that the Empire was racist against Wookiees. And that oh, of course anytime they were, you wanted bastards. to use imperial points, it cost you three times as much if you were if you weren't a human. And so I ended up oh, having to reroll racist. human to go imperial because I didn't know they were going to be racist against Wookiees. Well, the only other thing I wanted to mention about that game is um, that your number one too, Darth Venom. Oh yeah, easily. Is that it's like how much the um, <clears throat> how much the community has changed? Because you sort of mentioned Doctor Buffs, but like nobody who played knows what that w- was. Basically, in order to even go out and do activities, you needed to be buffed by somebody. But how they would do it is, like, the doctors in the game would set up shop in a city, and organically, a line would form of, like, 30 people standing in a line waiting for buffs, just hanging out, talking, waiting their turn in line to get their buff so they can go Mm. play the game. Mm. And it was... I mean, it's terrible design now, right? But it's like, you couldn't, no community would deal with that now. It's like, no, just, I need my stuff and I need to go. Instead of like, I'm going to just politely stand in line and talk to people and see what they're up to. And it's just such a different time. Man, I remember back in the day, you know, when I was a kid and young and played the WoW. All right, what's your, uh, what's your favorite game? Uh, so I mean, Scurvy, you want to go next? I'll go next. I mean, I, mine's ready, ready to roll. So, yeah, I know what yours is. Uh, yeah, so I mean, my I'm probably gonna have the most common of of any of our listeners' um, choices. So, my, mine's gonna be the Knights of the Republic games. Kotor. I, yeah, those Knights, mm, both of knew them. It, knew it. Knights of the Republic two, even more than, but the series as a whole. I mean, that whole like, I mean, it was totally different than anything we had ever seen before from Star Wars. It was a totally different like time period. Like there was no Luke, mm-hmm. there was no Darth Vader, there was no Palpatine. Thank God. There was not. It was a totally different. It was set way. Damn. It was no Yoda. Nothing. But you were able to go into a Star Wars universe. You were able to start as like this nobody. And be and make yourself into whatever you wanted to be. You wanted to be a light but side you Jedi. You wanted to be a dark side. You weren't a nobody. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, yeah. spoiler alert. <laughs> at Jeez. the beginning, you were. Spo- you were a nobody in at the your beginning. Mind. You yes. forgot. In your you mind. weren't a nobody. 
So that right, uh, but well, that game, like being able to like get into a universe and and start from like basically the bottom and become what you became eventually. That game, like I was already a huge Star Wars fan when I played that game, but as far as video games goes, I had never played a video game that made me feel. I, I play. I beat that game, Kotor One, probably. I played every ending you could play: dark side, light side, different like you know the guardian class, the sentinel class, the counselor class, period, man. and the combat in that game was really cool. I really enjoyed the like partial yes. turn where you could pause and like cue abilities and all of that stuff. Yes, and also it was one of the first games that had the like really cool like meaningful RP where like I remember the first time I played through I played through a dark playthrough Bioware. and I made I, Bioware did I made uh, Zalbar kill Karth yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, the the interaction you could have with the crewmates in like being able to build relationships and, and also ruin relationships and that even got even better in, in KOTOR 2 I mean that whole segment of games They've been talking about for years about making a remake of KOTOR. Um, I, th- I think they're still doing it. I don't know. but th- It's been canceled and re-signed. Yeah. I mean, those games... I, I have a, like one honorable mention is the Jedi Academy game. That game is freaking f- phenomenal. But but KOTOR was, was peak Star Kotor Wars KOTOR was great. What about you, Min? So, before I get into my... Um, oddball pick because my pick is going to be weird and different and like not a game that I generally would even uh, like I, I want to talk about just a second like KOTOR like I didn't play the KOTOR games um, I don't know anything about Ravon um, he's, he's a complicated character for me um, but I am a big fan of Bioware and their storytelling and like the way y'all talk about um, you know, there was the first time that like, you get decisions mattered kind of thing um, I was a big Mass Effect fan, and Bioware has done such a good job, and I don't give a shit about people's opinions, so you can just not DM me. That'd be great. Um, so, but, like, I really loved Mass Effect, and it, it, it took that, like, decision-making and, like, made so much impactful choices, and like, they, they, they do a good job in storytelling, and I'm sure KOTOR did a great job in that. I, I want to play the KOTOR games, but I'm just, it's so dated. I hope the remake actually happens. Um, it is kind of dated, yeah. Yeah, it's just so hard to really get into because it was a different time period in games, man. Like, if you played games in the early 2000s, it was a different um, endorphin rush. Yeah. Like, it was a different hit. Like, you, you just played games different. Like, it, it's so hard to explain to somebody because the way you play games now is so instant gratification. It's fast. I want to you know get to the next round. But, man, I, I, I play games where I did grinding for for weeks and like that was just so fun to me and like little shit and storytelling it was so different it was such a different time period but aside from that i just wanted to give like a shout out to um mass effect because bioware does a lot of good stuff and um kotor is like the predecessor of mass effect and i really think it's a great great games great games but my favorite Star Wars game, and, I, and I'm not—I don't know if this is my favorite, but I'm gonna—I want to shout this one out because it's super odd, and it's not necessarily a game that I would pick generally because I don't play games like this. But man, if you were around when Nintendo 64 had the pod racing game, it was so fun. It was such a cool game. 
I I know a lot of people give a lot of hate to the prequels or whatever. I, I like the prequels. I, I genuinely think Episode One is one of the better episodes of Star Wars. The pod racing is fun. It's fucking fun. And when you play it on the Nintendo 64, it was done so well. It was really fun to pod race. It was one of those like games like I don't like racing games. I'm generally like there's two styles of games I don't I'm not good at and I don't enjoy and it's it's racing games and like fighting games like Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter. But like when the pot racing game it, it was like so fucking cool, dude. You just got to you just got to pot race and it felt like you were going fast and you could maneuver and it was just a really fun game. If you were you know, around at that time playing Nintendo 64 games and you were a Star Wars fan. And, like, I, I didn't go to 1999 opening fucking uh, uh, opening release day for Phantom Menace. But it was, like, week one I was going, you know. I was hyped for Phantom Menace. And then the pod racing game came out. Holy shit, that was fun. Pod... You can go watch Star Wars Episode One now, and I don't give a shit what you think about the politics and the banking and the and the Nuke Gunray and the quiet whatever. There are so many good things about Episode One. It's ridiculous. Pod racing was pod hype. Racing, pod racing was thirty minutes of fucking fun, man. Holy shit, that was cool. And Anakin, it's not even about Anakin. It was just the scene was cool. There was so much fun shit that happened. And then Episode One continues to be fun with you know. Duel of Fates and Darth Maul. Man, what a good fucking movie. Like, I, I, I am so sad that people give so much shit to that movie. Because it's such a good movie. It spawned a great game. Pod Racing on Nintendo 64 was awesome. I think you should all play it. Honorable mentions to the uh, the fighting game that I... Terrace Kazi Masters. Up. Exactly. That, go ahead and give that one some love, too, because... Again, these are games that I just said. I don't play racing games. I don't play fighting games. But these are Star Wars games. And I had fun playing them because they were Star Wars games. They were fun games. The, 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 that was a cool game. That was the Mara Jade's, like, first game. Maybe her only game. Shit, I don't know. But, like, just a cool couple of games. You can, you can get emulators. It's free. It's illegal. Just do it. I don't care. Um, there's lots of cool stuff you can get out, but... Yeah, Pod Racing, really a hype game for me. Um, episode one is is uh, it's it's one of my favorite Star Wars episodes, honestly. I mean, even with Jar Jar, like I I like the Gungans, I like the universe that they built there. So give that Pod Racing game a chance. It's a lot of fun. I I remember playing it back in the day. Yeah, it was a good game, man. Like I, even if you don't like racing games, like it was fun to play because. It was Star Wars, it, and it felt smooth. I'm a big fan of, like, controls that, that, that work well. I like 2D, like, Metroidvania games because I'm, I'm about tight controls, and, like, if you press that button, that shit should happen. There was really tight controls in the pod racing game. It felt like the racing felt good. You were going really, quote-unquote, fast, but, well, you know, you... I mean, it's easy to have tight controls when you have three hands on the controller. Listen, just because I use the <laughs> Nintendo 64 controller, you know, if shout out to Nintendo the greatest controller of all time. You know what's funny about that controller is I used it wrong for like five years. I apparently am an idiot, and I didn't know that you held the controller from the bottom of your hand so you lose the uh, the analog stick as like a thumbstick. 
I held that stick with two fingers. What? And I held my what? Right, and, and I had <laughs> my pinky on the outside of the controller. What the fuck? So like, the, I would have more control. So I used the analog stick as I was pinching. That was your instinct. That was what you did. That one. What? I, the first time <laughs> I, I the fin man here. You so the first look at an N sixty four controller and have any idea how you're supposed to. Well, no, exactly. But I mean, and and I rented that motherfucker. <laughs> I rented it from Blockbuster. We had to give him a three hundred dollars check. Analog stick. So I held with my pinky was the left side of the N sixty four controller, and I would have my two fingers that did like whatever. They did nothing. But then my pointer finger, and my thumb would hold the analog stick while my right handheld the rest of the controller <laughs> and like I had so much <laughs> so Dude, that's how I play I I, you guys ne remember Goldeneye? I never played oh, I never played phenomenal. in 64 I, I never play played it the other controls. way that's how I only played Turok Tur controls on okay yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. I don't know if you guys ever played Turok it yep, was absolutely. I did 64 game but um, basically it, it instead of controlling your forward, back, left, and right with the joystick, um, and then aiming other ways, um, you control the forward, back, left, and right with the D-pad, and yep. you use the joystick to aim <laughs> up and down, left and right, so that you could like, you know, if you're playing Goldeneye, you could like, oh, an odd job showed up, you just point down and shoot him straight in the head. Like, um, I I definitely that's when I first started playing with alternative controls and just, just <laughs> destroying my friends because I was getting headshots and they weren't. Right. It, I don't know. The N sixty four was that a wild controller time. It was, was like the something. Wild like West, Nintendo bro. really had something going on there. They're like, oh, you want to play with our confusing controller? Okay. Well, look at this one. It looked like a three M. Why there's three places to hold it when we only have two hands, I will never understand. What? You got three hands? No? Okay, we'll figure it out. In Japan, we got three hands. <laughs> yeah. Eat more ramen. All right, so that scurvy, be the last question. Scurvy, right? how can we uh, leave a review for your Zoom listeners? <laughs> well, I don't know about them Zoom guys, but then iPod guys, they can leave a... I think we're up to like 12 star reviews or something five like that. Star. 13. Five star. Five star, seven star, 13 17. star. I don't know. What are we talking about? Uh, they can leave so many star reviews on Apple Podcasts, Apple Music, and uh, we'll try to get to your, um, do a little roster review. If you leave your Alico, we'll get a roster review. But the uh, the best way to get a roster review is to join our Discord and talk to that us. That is a lie. I mean, eventually it will be <laughs> the, the best, best way. way to get a roster review, which we will not do, <laughs> except for every time. Eventually we'll get there. Join our Discord. I you can leave. have to side with Scurvy on this one. Joining the Discord is how you get the cool shit. And we haven't yes. that is launched it yet, but we are in talks about uh, a lot of special shit within the, within the Discord. Special roles, special content, special shit in the Discord that you can only get Discord if, if you're in Discord. So... Righteous. Yes. Join the Discord. Do it. So, We're cool. Poll from last week. <laughs> poll. <laughs> what was it? What was it, Darth Vader? What Actually, was the poll? You know what? You know, I think we missed it from episode 12, so let's go to that one. If what? you pay for airplane Wi-Fi to play what? Galaxy of Heroes, are you still free to play? No. Absolutely not. No. The winner was yes. What? Lies. percent to what? 43. So you're telling us that the listeners are idiots. Yes. 
they don't subscribe <laughs> to the born again free to play mantra. You gotta hashtag born again that. All right, guys, you gotta you gotta get with it. I'm telling you, executors, see the light. I mean, my new account is literally named Darth Born Again. So I'm <laughs> to... yeah, you know, but you're not going executor first. I don't understand. You know, I actually, you know what? I had a question because this happened like a day before I stopped playing the other account. Yeah. Are you still free to play if you are a free to play account, but your other account is a paid account and you fuck up and accidentally buy something on your free to play account? Nope. Nope. You're not free to play. Nope. Nope. You are pay to play. Pay to play, pay to fail. You know how angry pay to I was? whale, pay to fail. I think like I just bought a fucking calendar on this account. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pretty straightforward. Look, if you still have the if you if you have not completed the first purchase achievement in the game, you are free to play, otherwise you are not. On Correct. top of that, I think it's open for interpretation, the whole airplane Wi Fi thing. I would argue you have an advantage to the guy who couldn't get airplane wi-fi and therefore didn't get tickets but honestly i think it really comes down to that thing in game if you made a purchase by accident you no longer have that achievement unlocked and therefore you're not free to play here's my take i don't care (laughs) yes (laughs) i don't give a shit about your free to play i'm a born again and you know what I, i i really think that is important is that you shut the fuck up because I don't care if you fucking spend money or not. All right. You fucking clown. What about the question from last week? Oh. Not what relevant. was that question? What What was it? Not relevant. What? Nope, relevant? let's hear it. Is, I re- think it was relevant. Revelant? Revan? Revelant? What was happening? The reason he says it's not relevant is because he doesn't like the outcome, but let's hear it anyway. Oh, ah, you don't relevant. like cum. No, I was looking at I was looking at uh, a different one. <laughs> oh no, this is this is fine. <laughs> um, who would you rather spend a night with? One Qui Gon Jin. <laughs> I remember this one. Yes. Or two hundred thousand Captain Rexes. Jesus Christ, you whore! <sighs> well, and who won? The overwhelming winner. Was one Qui Gon Jinn? That's I mean, damn right, because he's a great lover. If he wasn't a Jedi, yeah, yeah, he, I mean, he's a ladies' man for <laughs> and sure. And also, it's just one dude. Have you ever tried to have an orgy? I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, have you guys heard about bad lip reading? Only good lip reading. Uh, let me know. Good, good What's it about? Uh, really, uh, I have no I, idea I, I what it's about. I'm asking stuff. if anybody can tell me what it's about because I've never heard of it. Oh. I've heard they do musical things, like mostly, you know, about football. No, they have a song about Qui Gon Jinn. I heard. They're oh, do they? I thought it was about football and Qui Gon Bin. Is it called Qui Gon Jinn is not my lover? No, that's your song. You've written it. Maybe I will have to. It Michael sexy, Jackson honestly. commercial. Qui Gon Jin is not my lover. Like that. He took it. Sounds an like oath, a scurvy song. And now I am Damn. the one. I I think we got a Billy Jean <laughs> remix coming. Okay. It's scurvy mm. just talking Qui-Gon about how he wants all Jin. the Captain Rexes. Um, hey, man, don't don't worry about me. Remix. Don't worry about me. As I'm staring at a Lego representation of Captain Rex's helmet. Yeah, you know what are you missing? Is it Captain Rex's purple helmet? 
I don't have that part yet. <laughs> no, there hasn't, be, hasn't been released yet. I'm waiting on Rex <laughs> to show up. So <laughs> shout out to Swamp Witch Kate Nick at katenickarcher.com who does our Star Wars art. Not for free, but amazing regardless. Very and uh, we don't have any um, any artists to thank this time because we didn't do an ad. We don't have to thank someone for it. Good. I'm sick of thanking people. You know, they should thank us. Thank you, man. Thank you, man, for being here. You're welcome for your <laughs> impact to 17 You know what we haven't listen. done at this section yet is we haven't thanked Lab Monkey for his contribution to our ads. Man, you know, Lab Monkey is a guy. He's also a monkey. He's a guy monkey. <laughs> He's a monkey Great from capper. a lab. You know, it's funny that he's from a lab because also, you know, it's because he was fed drugs and now he's who he is. I wonder if he was on Planet of the Apes. Did you meet James Franco? That's the Planet of the Apes you've seen? <laughs> I know. I was like, wait, what? I thought Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> That's not I even in I this, heard. Fuck. I just pulled this. I'm not right? <laughs> I just pulled this stupid thread and then y'all made it stupider. So that was great. Well, um, Lab Monkey, thank you for your wonderful contribution to the to the the rapping. As I am um, not going to rap, but thank you for your rapping. Charlton Heston, anybody? No. Okay. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. We're not I mean, that's what I was thinking you. of also. Um, but it's mostly because of memes, but not because I've seen it. Because I'm not old like you. This had a lot of opportunity, Min, for you to be like. Have you seen Planet of the Apes? And you're like, which one? And and, and then you're like, no, I haven't seen any of them. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, that is accurate. I have actually not seen any of I've them. I've seen them all, and they are all fantastic. I'm sorry. I've never seen a one. I've only seen the memes. And then I saw a clip one time about them trying to do, like, what does a square go into? It's square. What does a triangle go into? A tri-? And they were like, wow, these monkeys really understand. And I thought... What a stupid show. Fun fact, the uh, the, the very first movie I ever owned on DVD was Planet of the Apes. So, Yeah, it wow. should have been Star yeah. Wars, you fucking traitor. No, it was the Mark Wahlberg Planet of the Apes. Golly. Oh, See? well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Did he, did he like, whisper? Did he go, hey, guys, I'm afraid <laughs> that the planets might not be so filled with apes we no. watched it we watched he it on our... I, I want you i want you to come with me to the space we watched it on our uh um... he went up to the ape and he said hey ape how you doing i like your beard reminds me of the beard i had when i did perfect storm say hello to your mother for me <laughs> say hello to your mother for me it's great no we uh we watched it movie? on our plasma panasonic tv <laughs> that thing oh, oh man do you remember when plasmas were yeah, the yeah man but if you laid them on the but if you laid them sideways, the plasma would fuck up. We no. And also, you if you leave, if you left the same haul... image on the TV for more than thirty seconds, it would burn into the TV. Oh, it would burn it. It burn it. You can't have burns. Screen burns were a thing, man. Yeah. Oh, you play Gears of War a lot. Well, there's yep. gonna be a gear burned <laughs> into the side of, of your screen. Venom, do you remember <laughs> when we used to haul your hundred pound thirty inch CRT TV over to friend's house to play Halo? Yep. <laughs> On a long board. This yep. bitch has. This bitch was installed with wheels. Venom, okay, it would be you like you got a TV. 
You got a TV that had fucking wheels on it. Yep. Then it would be like, I call a shotgun, and I'm like, no, actually, the TV gets shotgun because it's. The smooth. TV's got it right up here. That seatbelt is protect. That seatbelt's protecting that motherfucker. You are not as important as this seventeen hundred dollar piece of DLP. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. That TV died when our friend was pushing it to somebody's house on a longboard, and it <laughs> fell off and yes. broke. It, it it obviously wasn't a Samsung because it didn't have wheels already. <laughs> I don't okay. even remember what brand it was. It was something it, obscure. It was probably a Philips. No, no, it was, no. I mean, it was probably back in the day. It was a Philips or it was a fucking. No, it was probably a Zenith. It might a have been Zenith. a Zenith. <laughs> yeah. Zenith a was Zenith? the TV. It's like, hey, you want a Zenith? <laughs> yes. This TV's 37 inches and it weighs 498 We had a 27-inch Zenith that was like a cabinet TV with like a like a yep. glass case underneath it. Had it had speakers yes. installed into it already? <laughs> yes. And like when you tried to and lift it, it you were like, nah, I got to call four other fucking it guys. It rotated. So when my dad was brought, sitting on the couch. You brought, you brought your son-in-law. You brought your brother. You, you brought your brother you brought like your grandpa and he was like i can't help and he was like i just need pants like this yeah. some bitch is big it, i'm not it, kidding we had we literally had a longboard skateboard that we would use to move this thing because nobody <laughs> could carry it, it was so Dude, i remember i was moving a 32 inch tv out of my in-laws like they had it up on like a like a like a fucking like six feet up like this fucking you know it it wasn't mounted but they have this like platform where a tv was and like oh we're replacing the tv with one we're gonna mount above the fireplace and i was like all right let's get this one off and i tried to lift it and i was like absolutely not (laughs) absolutely not we are gonna have to call five more motherfuckers and a and a dolly i don't give a shit that it's six feet up we're putting a dolly on stilts suck my ass (laughs) Backpack while you run, swing from a hairy vine. I can be your backpack while you climb. Stand on one hand and lift rocks with your special gift. Run, 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 jump. Now breathe. Mm, that's good. Like that.